glad for. But um, uh, listen, welcome to another episode of Off the Record Podcast. Um, I'm in the fancy Spotify LA studio. And um, when I was writing down of the people I would love to speak to when I came to LA, Mm. you were at the top of my list. If you don't know who I'm sitting with, this is someone who is a, I would say, decorated filmmaker, mm-hmm. um, someone who is a voice of the community, yeah. um, someone who is, I, I feel like there's just so many different um, ways I could describe you, but I just call you someone who's just a great person. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I love hearing you speak, whether I agree or not. Mm-hmm. And even when I, when, I, when I wanted to sit down with you, I'm like, this is going to be good because I... I want to get to some common ground with you, right? Right, right? right and right. and and I value your voice a lot. So, mm-hmm. uh, my guest today is Tariq Nasheed. Mm-hmm. Um, my pleasure to be here. No, I appreciate you. Okay. And um, you know, also the timing of this is great too, because I just released an episode with some people might call it controversial, and I really wish you were there for that one. Is that the one with Candace Owens? Yes, I saw a clip of it. I, I wanted I you there. Yeah, yeah, I wanted yeah, you there yeah. because I saw that. There's yeah. another clip. Okay. And by the way, like you know, uh, maybe we even skipped it because I want you to kind of react to some of like, you know, uh, like even some of her ideology. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I wanted you there is that I'm someone who has a platform where I don't believe necessarily in silencing people, but I believe in balance. Right, right, right. right. So it's not I'm not I'm not gonna be the person, but I'm just gonna talk to the people who agree with me. Mm. Like I like people challenging me, and I like people schooling me, right, putting me on game. Right. Like you know that that that's the point. And, you know, of course, we started originally as a music podcast, but, but you know, through music, a lot of times, you know, as you normally say, like, you got to give game to people. Right. So that's why I felt it was important to um, not only have you on, but but I'm trying to be the person who could, you know, give the platform and, you know, try to give a re- rebuttal if, you know, someone might feel different. Right. right. So um, I wish you were there because she's 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 a lot. She's like, she's 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 gun ho with her shit. Right. Right. But one thing I and I've listened to you, mm-hmm. you're sharp with your shit. Mm-hmm. Sharp with your shit, like you know what I mean. I've 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 seen a lot of times when whether some shit happens and I see you on Twitter, but I love to like mm-hmm. you have the live streams. I'm like, right. and you break it. I'm like, that's an interesting way to think yeah, about and, it. And I heard a, a little clip, and Candace took a little shot at me. She said I was a despicable person or something like that. And um, the narrative that I heard was basically how black immigrants come over and do so much better than foundational black Americans. And that's such a great conversation. You know, I wanted to one of the, another reason. Yeah. So I am a black. Um, I don't know. What you, well, I, I was born in Jamaica. I came here. You're an immigrant. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, I've gotten also some people. Who, like, I said this one time. I said, I don't know wh- why wh- why I think this, and this is why you're help here to you know help me understand too. Right. Um. Like for whatever reason, I kind of feel like you know there was a little bit more of a battery in my back to to like work harder, and I didn't say I, I didn't say that or think that to like be demeaning but maybe it is so you know that's why i have you here and, and I'm, I'm i'm just willing to have that conversation so you know first and foremost with, with the candace owens thing i just want you to just um respond to anything you've seen or you know, yeah so also. with the candace Owens, she's always spewed this narrative that um she's caribbean she's always talking about mm-hmm. bragging about being from i think st thomas something like that mm. and i've been to st thomas and it's just like being in the 1800s it's completely backwards and no disrespect to the people of st thomas but it's really not up to date and they don't really have it popping there unfortunately mm. but candace owens does a bunch of talking points so a lot of stuff she says is not even in good faith a lot of times we don't have to go back and forth with Candace Owens because she's so easily debunked. She's just spewing talking points passed down by right-wing white supremacist think tanks. 
they give her these anti-black talking points so that she can be a cover for the white supremacist to hide behind. So instead of a white supremacist saying the nonsense she says, they have her do it and just co-sign her. So that's a, a cottage industry. There? How does she get there? There's, there's a cottage industry for that. Okay. okay, let's be very clear. The white supremacists, they've always created these little industries where they will pay black people to spew vitriol against other black people. They've been doing that since mm. slavery. Okay. Um, and they get people usually... They get a lot of people from immigrant backgrounds because they understand that a lot of immigrants don't see themselves as a foundational black American or that they have a lineage or camaraderie with us. So it's easier for them to get an immigrant to do that. Could you explain? So the, the term, and I, I think you coined this term. I hope yeah. you like trademarked it. Foundational black, black American. American. Mm -hmm. um, explain what it means and and also explain the psychology and like maybe the, the mindset of of that individual because you know at the end of the day still we are like we do share a skin complexion but mm -hmm. sometimes if there's different mentalities or different perspectives or ideologies and i think that's where you have kind of pointed out like well we have to be very very careful in in, in identifying what our goals are and mm -hmm. if there's others that don't really you know coincide with that and you came up with this term, so, so I want to give you the floor. Like, right. Foundational black American, that is a person, a black person, who's a non-immigrant, basically. Mm. A person who descended from slaves in America. The first time I heard that type of ideology was from one of my mentors, Dr. Claude Anderson. Okay. He would often use right. the term native black American. Yeah, yeah. Then there was a brother named Norris Sheldon who had coined the term descendants of American slaves. So we kind of meshed those terms together and we ended up using the term foundational black American, meaning the people who built this country from scratch. That's us. We descended from slaves. We're non-immigrants and we have a very specific lineage to this country. There's no disrespect to anybody, mm -hmm. but it's just us acknowledging our lineage because we had to acknowledge this lineage because when we talk about reparations, who's going to get the reparations? It has to go to foundational black Americans, the people that's who built the country. You know? That's interesting. Um, you said two things that's very important there. Yes. And by the way, I've heard you say, and by the way, I don't think you know, again, I'm an immigrant, mm -hmm. and I don't think even necessarily when you say this, this is like an attack on me. I right. think I think you're you're being specific to to say, hey, listen, which I think a lot of things are non-specific, where they'll say minorities and then they lump it other people, which, right. which kind of diverts from sometimes an intended purpose. And that's purpose. been the problem because we, for so long, we've let people throw a label on us and we just include everybody in the label. Mm. They say Negro, okay, all Negroes. We're Pan-African. We want to help everybody. When Marcus Garvey came over, we made Marcus Garvey a thing over here. We gave Marcus Garvey international clout. When other people come over, we embrace them. In fact, when immigrant groups came over here, it was us fighting for immigrant groups. Even in the 19, early 1900s, around 1915, it was black people fighting for immigrants to come over here from the Caribbean because the white supremacists had all types of rules and statutes that they didn't want black people coming over here. Um, speaking of Marcus Garvey, it was Booker T. Washington to help fight, get Marcus Garvey to come over here. Really? Yeah, a lot of folks don't know that. In the 1960s, it was foundational black Americans using the momentum from the civil rights movement fighting to get immigrants over here from Africa and the Caribbean because we wanted them to come over to be reinforcements for us. You see, th th that's just, that's such a great point. And and by the way, like even at the point of like um to the point of reparations, right? Yes, I I would say you know um maybe you do have a point because you know me being an immigrant, I don't I don't really have a I don't feel like I have a stake in that reparations ar argument. Right. right. Um, I don't feel entitled to re reparations. Right. Now, if it was something that dealt with you know 
you know, uh, um, slavery in Jamaica and what the what the Queen imposed because right. you know there's still a, a presence there. Right, and they have Caracom in the Caribbean. In yeah, Jamaica, yeah. they yep. include all of the Caribbean nations. We're not included, and we're cool with that. Mm. But what's interesting, one of the heads of Caracom, even though they don't include us in the reparations claim there. She said they should get reparations from the U.S. when we get our reparations because, really? yeah, the U.S. is a part of, you know, the Caribbean and the Caribbean and the Americas are all the same. So it's a very weird dynamic, this weird sense of entitlement where people feel like they should get what we get, but we can't get what we, they get. And that's been kind of a problem with a lot of these diaspora conversations. There's this one-sided Pan-Africanism where everybody kind of gets stuff from us. We have to fight for everybody, but when we try to be a part of the other people's culture, we're not let in. We can't get citizenship, dual citizenship, in large numbers in the Caribbean or Africa. They don't let us in CARICOM. They don't let us in the African Union. So we're like, why are we doing this one-sided relationship where we're doing all the heavy lifting and nobody else is reaching out trying to create this pan-African vibe? So we're looking at our lineage now like, hey, let's just build our own thing up right now before we suffer. Yeah, no, um, and I completely understand. I think some some may misinterpret that, and, you know, I've spoke to other people who, you know, maybe share the same background as me, and, and, and I don't, you know, I don't find it, like, offensive when you, um, it, it's it's kind of like, let's be specific of, of the people who are really affected by certain things in the black community. Right. I don't find it offensive, but some people do. Yeah, yeah, Some yeah. people do feel like you're kind of sectioning off, or or that might be, you know, fighting against the the overall narrative. And what do you say to those people? Because they what's, might be like... What's the overall narrative? Well, they might be like, well, we're all in this together, you know? Well, people are all in this together as long as they're getting what we're getting. If we're doing something positive as foundational black Americans, everybody wants credit for it. And we give everybody credit for it. Like, yeah, if you, you want to cre get credit for our music, that's fine. That's why we see a lot of people talking about Jamaicans created hip-hop, which is not true. Is not true. No, no, not we did. How so? Oh, let's get into this. How you create hip hop? Well, uh, okay. I'm Come on, let's get into this. Let's get into this. How you create hip hop, eh? Well, well, I didn't create hip hop. But no, how did but, Jamaicans but, but, okay, create hip hop? But, but I, I'm gonna. Um, I heard it was it was because of Jamaicans. I'm just here telling you the narrative I've, I've heard. We're gonna clear that up. The narrative, uh, um, because of Jamaicans that inspired Cool Herc to go to the Bronx, do or whatever, whatever. That's what I. That's what okay, I've heard. That, and, and, and by the way, for my people from the islands, I'm trying to be our representative, and yeah, yeah, I'm here yeah. to be a buffer. You yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I'm here yeah. to be we're, a buffer. We're gonna clear these lines gonna, up. Though. No, no, hold up. We're, 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 I'm gonna get somebody in the next room to Google the joint. So uh, you're trying to don't take it from us, Jamaicans. Now come on, y'all didn't create hip hop. I'm sorry, brother. There were rap records in the 1960s. Pig Meat Markham had a couple of records. What was the first hip-hop record? Um, well, the first technical hip-hop record, it's a cross between um, King Tim III and Rapper's Delight. The first technical hip-hop record doing what, what they were doing at the parties in the Bronx. A record. Mm. But rap records existed going back to the 1920s where people were rapping on beat. Foundational black Americans, we've been doing that. Gospel troops rapping over the beat. Even the word rap, that's something that foundational black Americans were doing in the 60s. The word, the term, even hip-hop, that was kind of a term that we were How using. did the narrative get mixed up then? Um, it got mixed up because of writers talking about Cool Herc. Cool Herc's parties got popular. And because Cool Herc's parties got popular, they tried to attribute, well, he created hip-hop, which he didn't. He just got a lot of stuff that people were already doing and kind of put it together in one place. And what made Herc's parties popular, because Herc wasn't a mixer or a scratcher or nothing like that, he played breakbeats, which other DJs played breakbeats too. And there were yeah. other DJs before Herc, like um, Disco King Mario, who's foundational black American. And again, they were using funk breaks. 
by James Brown. Graffiti came out of, modern graffiti came out of um, Philadelphia by a dude named Cornbread early back in the 60s. So all the elements of hip hop was there. The thing about Herc, Herc would do something that a lot of DJs didn't do. What he would do was soak the records so you wouldn't see what the records were. So people heard these funky records and these breaks and they wanted to hear him again and in order to hear him again you had to go to Herc's parties because he didn't let nobody know what the records were that gave Herc an edge that that's pretty much it but all the hip-hop elements were already there mm, I feel like he, so so but, but but do you at least admit that there's some common commonality or synergy between like you know even some of the culture that existed in the the Caribbean um that I, I don't want to say necessarily inspired but but crossed over whether it was, no. it was from an exchange of immigrants or no. anything like that no no because cool herc couldn't play caribbean music at his jams he he's he's admitted that he said i tried to play reggae music the crowds didn't like it it was nothing about caribbean music that influenced hip-hop here absolutely nothing and that's been a myth that's been perpetuated for years and nobody wants to clear it up we have to clear that stuff up and that's we ain't trying to take anything away, but we won't let people take away from us as foundational black Americans. Hip-hop is a 100% foundational black American creation because hip-hop was born out of the funk movement that was around at the same time. Even b-boying mm. comes from the funk music. You can't b-boy from Jamaican music. The rhythms of funk music, you have to start the beat on the one, and when people pop like it's one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. So it's funk all the way. Everything about it comes from foundational black American funk, and then that turned into FBA hip-hop. Damn, this thing is all the shit, man. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, okay, well, 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 well. Um, so, so let me let let me reiterate a statement that I've said, and I said it with Candace Owens, and I want, yes. I feel like you're the perfect person to react to this and tell me where if I've gone wrong in saying this. All right, and um, I felt like I've heard some some of the narrative that you've said about this. I've just said, and I I definitely didn't mean any disrespect, but I said. When I came to this country, right, which, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm still very happy that I came to this country. Right. But I'm from Jamaica. But when I came here, um, w one of the things that I felt helped me propel is that, you know, I came with zero expectations. And I was just kind of like, let me just put the work in and let's do it. Mm -hmm. A lot of friends that I had that were, you know, you might consider like, you know, foundational black Americans. Sometimes I saw what would get in their way is. You know, sometimes it's like the mentality of, you know, um, being oppressed or these other things that were just kind of pretty much indoctrination. And, and, I'm, and, I, and I looked at it and I said, maybe just because I didn't come like uh, because I came from a different place, even though Jamaica went through its, you know, it's, you know, history of uh, having, you know, being oppressed as well. Mm -hmm. But just coming over here because I feel like sometimes excuses have helped back black Americans. And has, and it has helped black America. No, held back. Held back black America. Right. Okay. And, and, and I felt like held back how. Um, I would say the difference between me and someone who's a foundational black American, whether we're trying to do what, what I'm doing or say we're both trying to just be a doctor, is that I just felt like I I just had to work the hardest I can. I just couldn't ha I couldn't have any excuses. It just and, it just and, and, and despite obstacles, like whether I, whether I ran into racism. Whether I ran into like other things that just came with being black, which is absolutely a fact. Okay, I just had to overcome. See, that goes into a narrative, and I heard Candace say this that, which is not true, that Caribbeans and Africans come over here and do better than foundational Black Americans. That's true. That's not true. That's not true. What do I know, you? What do I, you do? What or have you done that foundational Black Americans have not done? 
Well, I, I want to consider. I wouldn't consider like in particular to like my career, right? Because obviously, there's a lot of people who are financial. anything. Okay, no, well, well, anything. I, I'll talk what, about like, what has a Caribbean or an African done here in America that we hadn't done a hundred years ago? I'll talk about. I'll talk about school. Okay, right? let's it, go. When, when when I when I get to high school or I get to college, when you look around and you see the 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 black people who are, who end up being engineers. A lot of them are like Nigerian Americans, you know what I mean? They're like they're immigrants, and, and 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 I take away from that, yo. Their parents are instilling something in them, like just like it's like we know, like Indian parents are saying, yo, listen, you're not gonna go for no fucking arts. You're going for literally math or science. That's that's the thing. Come on, you you gotta sir, admit that. And, sir, and, and, foundational Black Americans, we built schools like Tuskegee. We built HBCUs and other independent schools a hundred years ago, man. We've done the education thing. We've mastered that. We showed the world how to do the education thing, man. We got Booker T. We're, we're not taking we, away from pioneers. Yeah, though. yeah. We're, no, we're not saying you're a pioneer. Game, no, no, hold on. Whoa. Man, we're not saying we're, we're not on. saying that we're not saying that man, FBAs as as, are not again, pioneers. Y'all y'all just catching up on stuff that we've been doing, man. If you look at the movie Hidden Figures, those sisters was working with NASA. We've been doing that. I'm looking at the people who are excelling now though. Yeah, but it's still a lot of black foundational black Americans are business owners. Black Americans who are foundational are doing their thing now. What happens is a few Caribbeans come over here and get jobs and then want to pop your collar because you got a job. You don't think it's at a greater rate, though? No, it's I, not at I, a greater I rate. Really you know feel... what? It's not at a greater rate because what you do is you cherry pick the engineers and the doctors, but you dump all of the criminals, rapists, and gangsters on us and just make them black. Y'all never count them. That's the problem. You don't count the shower posse and all of these niggas <laughs> nah, who come over here. Yeah, I'm nah, going nah. there. Y'all don't count <laughs> them. No, no. Take them niggas That's over the here with you. That's the minority. Take them over. No. <laughs> man, take the gangsters and the, the, the hoodlums with you. Y'all dump them on us. Y'all never count them. You think you you think that, so you, all right, okay, okay. I get what you're saying. So you're saying that, you're saying that. Look at the Takashi situation. All those dudes around Takashi were non-FBA. Those dudes were Trinidadian, a whole bunch of, those weren't foundational black Americans around Takashi. That's a perfect example. A lot of these dudes doing a lot of riffraff stuff, you don't count them as immigrants, even though there are. Okay, that's the, that's a decent point, but however, I don't think I don't I don't think that's the majority. I don't uh, think that's the majority. I, I think it's a lot. I think it's more them than engineers. You just don't count them. No. Uh, yeah. The, okay. Especially I, in New York okay. on the East Coast. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. And by the way, you know, this is why I, I'm a real fan of yours. Yes, I, indeed. And All by right. the way, no, no, I'm a fan of yours because. I even like the people if I disagree sometimes. Right, 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 I like right. people who are great orators, people yeah. who have great points, and and this is exactly what I wanted to do here. So, yes, I, yes. so I'm so happy you came here. But, okay, let me ask you a question. Yes. This is a fundamental question. Mm -hmm. I believe, and I remember coming here, and I'll give you a story. Mm -hmm. I, I had a culture shock when I first came here. Mm -hmm. I came here, it was like middle school, right? And the way how I feel like home training is different. Home training? It, yes. Okay. In, in 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 like where I came from compared to when I came here. Oh, I gotta hear this. Okay, I gotta hear this. Home I go to I go to I go to Hackensack Middle School, and I remember. By the way, this is the year when they knocked down the towers, mm -hmm. and I'm sitting in the class, and there's a teacher, is a white little fat teacher, she's trying to teach us math. And when we're in school, number one, I'm not saying I agree with it, but like back we're in Jamaica, you get your ass beat. Like if you're not paying attention, if you're dozing off, anything. Right, not saying I agree with you, but but it's structure, and also your parents like if your parents, and, and I mean that happens a little bit here too. But, but here's the point: I remember there was this one kid just in class fooling around, complete bullshit. Like he literally had a portable TV put on Jerry Springer in the back. I couldn't believe it. Mm. I was shocked, mm -hmm. and I remember kind of like going home to my, my my mom and saying, 
I'm seeing the wildest shit okay. happen in American schools that I could never imagine. And I think that's home training. You don't agree? No, because y'all find what you'll do. Y'all find the dustiest Negro over here and then compare yourself to the dustiest Negro. But y'all don't want us to do that over there. You go to Jamaica, there's people twerking and jumping off roofs and... That's an a party, dude. Come on, that's home training, home that's training. A, I've been to clubs in Jamaica, man. No, I've been all over Jamaica, dude. That's a dude. party. All right, whatever. That's art. Whatever, dude. I see these people twerking in gravel, pissing in the street, <laughs> Yo, dude. It's what? Come on, no, home on. training. Hold I've on. been to Jamaica, dude. No, I've been there, dude. I, okay, I know. And I got love for Jamaica. I got love for Jamaica. It's some raggedy stuff going no, on over on. there, man. Let's keep it a buck. No. If you talk about that home training, people out there trapping up in the mountains, dude. Come on, let's let's not go. Yeah. No, 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 no. We have to go there. Okay. And and the reason why is, is because I do believe there's a deterioration of, I would probably say, you know, uh, of of just even the family culture, even the black community that I think affects this a little bit. Let's be honest. Are, are we not gonna? And, and and I'm not saying that some of it doesn't exist. I'm not saying that these other places are perfect. But damn, I'm just Jamaica saying, though. The family structure in Jamaica, how is that? Jamaica, most of the people in poverty over there. How's that a good family structure? Okay, well, we're not talking about necessarily finance at this point. We're talking about, for example. Right, we're not. We're just well, talking well, about well, culture. Well, when you see delinquents, mm -hmm. at least at least this is from my point of view, when you see delinquents in, in a place like Jamaica, usually that family is so impoverished, it's crazy. I've seen people just, uh, uh, um, or families, or people who come from families who are middle class, pretty decent, I'm not saying well off, but... They're just not taking advantage of opportunities, and th that's my whole point. Who's not? How are we not taking the, the, the advantage of opportunities? Because we're the ones who created the opportunities for immigrant groups okay, to come but, but over here. Immigrants, yeah. I feel like when we get here, mm -hmm. we're trying to take advantage of every opportunity. Granted, whether we create it or not, mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of times I'm having conversations with FBAs, right? Mm -hmm. Who I feel like opportunities there in front of them. They're not taking advantage of it. What so, are we not taking advantage of that you're taking advantage of? Y'all come over here and be I robbed. think school is one of the things. Dude, uh, we we do the school thing, dude. We do that. And Tariq, then we do, I, and then Tariq, we do business. I guarantee, and I know, I know you're a guy who's definitely also probably um, focused on, like, statistics and numbers as well. Right. I, I guarantee if we grab, like, uh, uh, statistics of immigrant Americans, this is all black people, right? Immigrant mm -hmm. black Americans versus FBAs at whatever college, I guarantee immigrant black Americans are doing better on, on, on a average. You don't think so. If I send, and then you tell me why, if I send five foundational black Americans to Jamaica who got money on average, they're going to be doing better than the average Jamaican. If you send a select group of people anywhere but that you, you've cherry picked, you're, you're, you're uh, saying who has money. Like, like that, that's what I'm saying. If you send a small group of people anywhere on average, they're going to appear to do better. If you crunch the numbers a certain way, but, that's just not true that you're doing better over here. What would explain that? If you say it's the family structure, then why are you not doing better in your homeland? Well, <laughs> no, hold on. No, no. Okay. So, so I get what you're saying. You're trying to equate it to there. I don't think you could equate to what's going on in the homeland. Why not? Hold on. Because if you got all no, of that, no, no, if you no, got no, all no, that family structure, no. home training, hey, how come it don't work where you come from? No. It's about an immigrant. It's not about. So I'm. I'm not vouching for. I'm not vouching. I'm not trying to say Jamaicans are just better, or, or harder workers, right? Jamaican Americans, Black Jamaican Americans, any immigrant. Are, yeah, I, I, no, I'm talking about immigrants. Any of them. If they're so much thorough like than us, how come they don't do better in their homeland? Tariq, let's be honest. I'm telling you, because there's a lack of opportunity in the homeland that you're you're from. The people who then don't how do come, come over here. They don't create the opportunity like we did. We created the opportunities here. I mean, also the white man did too. Well, who made the white man create him? 
They didn't want to give us nothing. We're not. We're not. We're let's not. Be, take, let's be very clear. We're, we're not taking away from from, right, from, from, oh, from no, the contribution. Don't you can sit there and pop no, your collar no, to the white man. No, the white man was made. To say, hey man, we ain't drinking no, from no, no damn water fountain no hold more. On, no, but, but it we, was us making them say, hey, we ain't playing that game no more. But but are you down to say? You're, are you literally saying that the, all the opportunities that black uh, black immigrants that come over here to take advantage of were created by foundational black Americans? Black Americans were pushing the envelope for that to happen. White people did not want to give us or you opportunities. They didn't even want black immigrants coming here. And you understand to, that? They didn't want Asian immigrants coming here. We fought for them too. To a certain extent, I agree with you. Right. But then I then have the the, 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 the conversation that moves, moves it forward to say, well, well, if you guys, if historically, based on all the leaders in the history of the FBAs here, why do I feel, or maybe it's just me, and maybe clearly I think we, 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 we differ on this point, why do the the current lot of you know FBAs? I feel like they take they don't take advantage of those opportunities created they by do. the ancestors okay, look, look, to look. a lesser extent. Who's the Caribbean version of Birdman? Birdman's foundational Black American. Puffy foundational Black American. Easy E was a foundational Black American. Rest in peace, Easy. Tony Draper, Jay Prince, foundational Black American. These are very well-to-do Black men who got it on their own, took advantage of the opportunities that their lineage created. You don't have a Caribbean version of that. See, y'all like to compare yourselves. I mean, it, I mean, th th there's a bunch of people that, if, if you really look, if you Ooh, really what's look, what's the Caribbean version of them? Okay, okay, of those people, which are one on ones, but like, if you look, they're not one on ones. It's a, it's a lot of black foundational black American CEOs of, who I, are there. I know own. a lot of black CEOs and executives that I, we have the same. Me and Steve Stout, who you know, his lineage also tracks back to the Caribbean, right? And he literally he echoes the same thing to me. He says, "There's just something about when you come from." The Caribbean, or or, or you come from the yeah, country, you, you come here and you get opportunities that we created. That's the good thing. You have us here helping get opportunities for you. We are the ones who knock those doors down to give you a lane to come on through. We knock those doors down and say, let's do it for minorities, not just for us. Okay, so I'm, uh, so I'm not going to discount that you know there's someone is paving a road before we get right, there, right. right. Um, do you think, in turn, when people like me mm -hmm. make the argument, and also people like Candace, who I think takes it a little further, mm -hmm, um, makes mm -hmm. the point that, well, um, the immigrants are just outworking the FBAs. Do you think that's then disrespectful? Because it ain't true. It's just not true. Candace Owens plays the role of a white-ass kissing bed wench. Mm -hmm. That's not hard work. That's something that people were doing during slavery, what she does. That's slave shit she's doing. Also, when Candace Owens got here, when she was like a, a teenager, it was foundational black Americans helping her get money from a racial discrimination lawsuit. So that woman got her come up off foundational black Americans. It was some black people from the NAACP helping her get like $30,000. And then she turned around and jumped over there with white folks talking about ain't no racism. So that's Wait, an so opportunist. So, and I've, Being heard, an opp I've, yeah. I've heard this. So she had a racial. There like, was a racial discrimination lawsuit. Yeah. You can look this up. And she got with the NAACP. I think this was in Connecticut somewhere up there in the, the northeast somewhere. And. She sued these people. NAACP helped her get like a thirty thousand dollar bag. There's pictures of her with the NAACP and the whole shebang. So, so then, all right. So let me phrase this question at you. Yeah. Then. Um, so Candace Owens would describe herself as an independent thinker. No, right? she's not. She's not an independent. She regurgitates talking points from right wing white supremacist thinking tanks. She's not an independent thinker. Those are talking points that's given to her. All of her arguments are in bad faith. Okay, but do do you believe? there could be an independent thinker that disagrees with you because I've heard you also say one thing and I, 
I, I get it too while you say it. You, you said remaining on code. Right, I heard that right. a bunch of times. Right. Doesn't that promote um, like like a monolith thinking where it's like, hey, listen, you have to group think. So everyone needs to think like this just because on, on, on the good faith of progress. However, this might not be how you naturally feel. Like, is, is, is what on, do you feel about that? Yeah, on code means about you got to be about empowerment. If you're a black person, we should be on code because white supremacy, they're on code with each other. In all areas of activity, this is how they remain in power. For example, when you have a person like Kyle Rittenhouse go out here and shoot people, there's a bunch of other white supremacists that's on code with him. The police are on code with him. They didn't want to arrest him. The judge was on code with him. The judge was sitting there acting like his defense attorney. The media. That's what it was? Oh, have you, did you see the case? I mean, I mean, I, I looked at it, I of mean, course. The, the, the judge was his damn defense law, attorney. The judge sat there and just bent over backwards for Kyle. Yeah, the judge definitely. I mean, he stopped. He, stopped the. the yeah, the, you like, couldn't hey, call the people up. victims. I mean, <laughs> that, that was a complete yeah. farce. The media was on. Hold on, no. what's the stake in that though? Because you know there was there wasn't any black victims. Oh well, Kyle Rittenhouse was allegedly targeting black people. That's what he wanted to do. He wanted to go out oh. there and target black people. There's video of him pointing guns at black people, okay. and it was the white people who stepped in to stop him. And that's how the whole thing got going. And white supremacist society, they're cool with that because the people he shot, they're proxies for black people. It's something out of the, a book called The Turner Diaries. It's a book that was written in the '70s talking about a race war where white supremacists are going to be attacking black people. And they said, you got to attack white liberals too. And the nigga lovers and all of that. So that was a whole play on the whole Turner diary thing where they attack white people who try to help black folks. So all of them were on code. The media was on code. Everybody was on code in the dominant white society to make sure Kyle Rittenhouse was safe. That's what codification means. We have to be on code as far as empowerment. So I, right, I'll give you a, a, a potential, aspect of being on code right and, and, and again i'm you know i'm, I'm you, I, I wish i wish i was at like at my home studio back in like jersey because i would have just i would have threw up 15 clips of like things she said that i feel like you'd have had a response to oh yeah so i'm, I'm kind of shooting off and the top Candace, of my head she's, she's blocked me a long time ago she blocked yeah, you she's been blocked why me. yeah i don't know ask Candace. why did you block me she she's she did say that there's a few people she would sit down with like you know yeah. that that represents you know a, a, a black voice or i don't want to say necessarily a black voice but but the opposite of what what, what you know she usually is, is spewing and she said Killer Mike she said right, she right. would with Killer Mike I really to be honest I wouldn't sit down with her because again her arguments are in bad faith and they send her out here to waste time I go for the white supremacists if I'm going to sit down and talk about somebody's white supremacist talking points I like to go for the white supremacists they'll send her out there as the crash dummy so if even if you debunk Candace Owens, what do you win? You don't win anything with Candace Owens because she really doesn't have any credibility. That's her job to be the crash dummy. I tell black people, don't argue with the shadow puppets of white supremacy because, again, they create a cottage industry of black people to go out here and spew these dumbass talking points so that we can attack them, and they're already winking at the white supremacists in the corner who's safe. So they're acting as attack dogs. So Candace Owens is a, a major distraction. Okay, so uh, regardless, still she is black. So, so speaking about on code, yes, um, I think, and and she pretty much uh, spewed this during the you know conversation I had with her. She said, "Well, a lot of people, I would think she would think were being on code when they all went towards supporting Black Lives Matter." She said she were calling them out from day one. Things have came out recently. It's made Black Lives Matter not look in the best light, and she's like, "Well." This is why if you if you continue to just follow down a path of being on code, you're getting like misled. Black Lives Matter is a code word. The organization Black Lives Matter, black people really didn't follow that organization. 
Black but they collected a lot of money. From white people. White people gave them money. And it was white people who got that money. They put three figureheads up there and pretended that they were the leaders. But it was really white people behind the whole Black Lives Matter website. Really? Yeah, it was. What they do, man, they do controlled opposition. When the Mike Brown situation happened. You mean controlled opposition? Controlled opposition means when you had the Mike Brown situation popping off, you had some real activists out there in St. Louis and Ferguson. I was out there with them, real thorough brothers. All of a sudden, you had these random people nobody knew pop up, talking about Black Lives Matter, trying to take the momentum of the energy and then shift it to something else. So all of a sudden, the cameras came down, and then you had these activists who nobody knew making a lot of noise, and then the cameras got on them. And once the cameras got on them, they were like, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. Also, LGBT Lives Matter, too. And Immigrant Matters. And they start talking <laughs> oh, about all started. of this. They, they, okay. they okay. flipped the energy. Yeah, yeah. And if you look at the Black Lives <laughs> yeah. Matter website, they'll talk about some dead black person and then talk about trans lives and LGBT. and Im So that's controlled opposition. That's meant to dissipate the energy. And we knew that on the grassroots. It doesn't that go into, like, I felt... And this is just me as just, you know, an American who, even though I'm not a, a foundational black right, American, right. like, you know, I, I feel I have a stake in, in things that would affect people who look like me. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I thought that was like the I don't know if this is a common consensus about like even Barack Obama's like his term. I felt like. And, and actually, let me spit this out first. Yes. Yes. I'm not the. I'm not a Trump supporter, mm -hmm. but I do like what Trump do. In terms of he fucks with his people, like he's straight up with it, like it, like whoever who rocks with him, yeah, he's not sugarcoating that shit, right? And I felt like when Barack was in there, we we're, were hoping he was just like, yo, I'm signing this just for the brothers. I don't yeah. give a fuck what y'all right. is gonna say, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's when I started watching, like, wait, this is throwing in everybody in this. They're lumping. Right. The, this is the minority. This is the minority president, not the black president, right? And 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 I look at it and I'm like. What do you think about that in, in a way of um, where something is supposed to be for one thing and then they're kind of like siphoning other things in? That's a trick they've been doing since the 1960s. It's called benign neglect. After the riots in the 60s, they said, hey, we got to stop black people from turning up. So what we have to do is stop promising them things. Because the problem is during the 1965 Civil Rights Act, 64 Civil Rights Act, they told black people that everything is going to be equal. You're going to have equality. We're going to give you all of these things. They never did it. And in the late 60s, there were riots all over the country that people don't really like talking about. Black folks turned up. So they had to say, hey, look, we had to we got to do a study and see what's going to calm these folks down. Let's calm them down by just ignoring them. So anytime we talk about something that's supposed to happen for black people, let's include everybody in it so we don't have to give anything to black people, particularly foundational black Americans. So when they came up with affirmative action, instead of saying, we're going to give it to black people, they use black people as the mascot, saying, look at how bad these people are treated. So we're going to give affirmative action to minorities. What's a minority? Anything is a damn minority. White women, Mexicans, Asians, handicapped people, LGBT. Even today, whenever they give a minority program or some tangibles for minorities, it goes to everybody except foundational black Americans. That's why we're delineating now so that we can stop playing this game where we talk about this minority coalition where we're supposed to get something that we never get it. And we've been waiting on other groups to be reciprocal, and they're not helping either. We thought if we help every, everybody else get something, sooner or later they'll say, hey, let's fight for black folks. That has never happened. So we're like, we're going to start getting tangibles for foundational black Americans right now. Um, some might be, be like, that's actually um, hurtful in, in the How sense so? of, 
when you when you then divide and you just make it a, a FBA type of thing, mm-hmm. um, again, most of the things that get triggered to to get accomplished is by strength in numbers. No, because right now the Biden administration they sign all types of policies specifically for Asians with that Asian hate thing. Yeah, you, you feel me? Yeah, I, 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 know, you, I know. You, you feel I me? Agree. I agree with yeah. that. One. Out here I, I don't Cal- know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, this for neglect. I'm telling you what's going on out here in California. They have all types of set asides and benefits for Hispanic immigrants. You don't even have to be documented. They give money specifically to Ukrainians. They gave billions of dollars to Ukrainians. By the way, I also want your opinion. I've seen it today. I don't know if you've seen it. They said they're giving um, like full health care for like immigrants. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I oh, mean, yeah. that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah, they can give everybody else stuff very specifically. But when we say, hey, we need something specific. Oh, that's divisive. Oh, we can't do that. Yeah, you can do that, and you're going to do that if you want us to participate in the um, political process. So, 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 so let's uh, advance the conversation. Yes. What? what what is it that would make and I, and obviously there's nothing that would make you know a country built upon slavery mm-hmm. and infringing on people's rights and, and 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 torturing and killing you know a specific group of people there's nothing especially even monetarily you could do to make it whole oh yes they can well, well, well it, it wouldn't be fully whole but but, yeah. but but they could begin the process oh, let's begin. be honest yes, so indeed. so you you know I feel like you're a representative just like of uh the the demands mm-hmm. of that group of people. Um, what? Where does it start? How does it really get legislated? And how does it be a thing where it's not like, oh, okay, let's get you to buy in on this, and then later you're you're watching like the Asians like just collect right. all the millions, right? right. So reparations, they got to do reparations specifically for foundational black Americans. We How have, do they tell who's foundational? Uh, that's black what we're doing out here in California. They have a reparations committee that we've been on their bumper, and we made sure that they made it lineage-based because there were people trying to make it race-based so they can just give it to any black person who was harmed by racism. That's very dangerous because if you do that, you allow other immigrant groups to come in. So now Hispanics can say, well, I was harmed by racism. I need to get in on that too. You got to make it lineage based. So let me ask you a question. So, 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 two people who came from one came from Trinidad, one came from Haiti. Mm-hmm. They've been here since the nineties. They mm-hmm. had a kid. The kid's now thirty. Mm-hmm. The kid says, "All I know is here. Mm-hmm. I need some of that reparation no, money." Because he's not a descendant of slaves in America. He's not a foundational Black American. The foundational Black American reparations claim is a specific claim about slavery. See, this is not a claim about racism. Okay. If we want to have a reparations thing about racism, that's a whole different claim. We're talking about something that happened to a specific group of people. We were enslaved in this country, and we were never compensated for it. We need that group compensated. You can tell who's a foundational black American. You go back to the 1870 census. If you can trace your lineage back to that census, you're a foundational black American. Also, you have to be classified as black for the, the... the last 10 years. That's another thing, too, because white people will try to say, well, hell, look at I got a grandpa, a great grandfather who was a slave and they're white now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> They'll try to, they've been trying to pull that type of game. No, your ass gonna sit down somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So, you know? so you're making sure there's, there's nobody's gonna Nobody, come to yeah, None of that. No finesse. No Rachel Dolezals, <laughs> no Justin Timberlakes, and none of that fake shit. So yeah, you have to be classified as black. I wanted to go further. You have to have Negro, black, or colored on your birth certificate. I wanted to go there, but 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 wait, the you, you do know like within you know the black community, there's been a lot of culture mixing and a lot of you know mixing. Um, like for example, you might have somebody who's a foundational black American who then who then had three th- kids with three three women, and one might be from the islands, one might be you know from Africa, whatever. Like who cares? You know what I mean? But 
how do you how do you figure out who to really give if they have to, do they have to be of pure blood at that? No, point? no. So if you can trace one parent back to a plantation, you're good. That's all you have to do. Even if it's one person, your your mom or whatever, and you you know you got white like, people are like, definitely gonna get that shit in. No, there. no, hell no, because you got to still be classified as black. You got to be classified as black still. You have to be Not classified Rachel as black Do- now. Rachel, Do- yeah, but <laughs> on your birth certificate, Rachel Dolezal ain't black on her birth certificate. That's why I say we got to transracial. Have, uh, but on her birth certificate, she ain't black. You see, you see. But yeah, man, there's a lot of people who um who are half foundational. They're still qualified for reparations. How much money, man? We're talking about starting off with twenty trillion. Let's start off with twenty trillion. Mm. Start how many off. What do you with, think is being affected? So twenty trillion for how many people? Um, like they say, it's like forty million of us. I think there's more because we're undercounted. Um, a lot of black people, we don't like taking the census thing. We true, don't. True. A lot of us, we live, we you know, live under the radar. Um, that's another reason why I think they're afraid of really giving reparations because they're going to see the true number when they start showing that we're going to get checks. You're going to start yeah, seeing people the coming true, out. Of the they're coming out the damn yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe there would be about shit seventy million black people here man to be honest i believe there's way more um foundational black americans than than being counted so let's talk logistics where does the 20 million come from the united states government because that's where out of any specific budget or just find the no no no. what was the budget for the COVID relief they came up with a with money for that where was the budget for the damn um, ukrainians that came out of nowhere give me some of that ukrainian money the money you gave to the um, uh, the bailout for the corporations. They, they come up with money all the time. They do the money they gave to the Afghanistanians. Get me some of that. So, so, so I think this is one of the reasons why white folks specifically are resistant to anything about a reparation is that once they have finally admitted that they owe, it's going to be one of those things where you not only collect, but you go back to the back of the line or you come back later and say, I need more. So is this a one-time payment? And how would that break down to like every particular black foundational uh, foundational black American? How would that break down like um, per average? Is it like a hundred thousand? Like what is it? There's a, there's a lot of different logistics to it. Sometimes it could be in monthly payments. It could be one lump sum payment for the family. So the logistics of it that's something that we can get to when we get to it. And again. We're starting off with cash payments. That's a start off. Then we got to get into land grants because so many black people had their land taken. They were run off their land. They were out here in um, California, Los Angeles. They had something called Bruce's Beach. The family just I got just, their land. I, I just read that. They just got their land back up there a few miles. How the hell did they get that back? I would yeah, imagine like they were going to fight that shit to grassroots, Yeah, the grassroots movement, man. The grassroots. Yeah. You're on it. If you stay focused and let these people know, hey, we need what's ours, man. There's a place up there north of Bakersville called Allensworth where a bunch of black people founded a town and they ended up poisoning the water supply and ran the black people off. The place is a tourist attraction up there. But we are so grounded in building so many of these communities and we've been wronged by the society. So we have to be compensated and there's different ways to do it. But just the fact that they have to do it, that's the main thing. What about if they look at it and they they, they say, well, we're going to kind of treat this like how we treated the Native Americans in a sense. Like, mm-hmm. you know what? We'll kind of like give you guys some land, and if you guys live in that, if if, if the FBAs live in that particular place, we won't govern it. We'll give you some tax breaks, this and third, but chill out with the money. We're not giving you shit. You know what I mean? It's, it's it's like one of those type of things. No, man, the Native Americans are papered the hell up. I was just in Arizona, man. Them Navajo Indians got so much paper and they land and casinos, casinos. And shit popping, right? man. 
you can't even go on their land unless you pay them. They're like, yeah, you give me some money, I'll show you around. <laughs> they got all types of paper. Schools, they got their own police force out there. They yeah. balling the hell out. Man, give me some of that. Give some of that to Foundation of Black America. So that could be a start of the conversation. Well, give me the money for, yeah, yeah. Give me the same thing you're giving to these Native American tribes. They are papered up. They got all these casinos out here in California, big time. And what's interesting, a lot of the Native Americans out here were black skinned people. The Ohlone Indians, the Mojave, the Mojave Indians, which is the Mojave Desert is named after them. These were black skinned people. Well, California was named after a black woman, Queen Califia, a mythological black woman from a, uh, a Spanish novel that was in Moorish Spain. So we've always had a, a major presence out here in the, the Americas and in California. Mm. Um, to, not to, well, I mean, a lot of what she said, I felt like I, I wanted um, um, a particular a rebuttal that maybe I wasn't prepared at that time for. Maybe, I, you know, I think it's within your wheelhouse to be more, you know, uh, knowledgeable of that. But, you know, she, she uh, Candace Owens once endorsed a movement called Blexit, which right. was the, the black people exiting from the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I think in theory, I think that's not a bad idea because I think we've been loyal to one particular party that pretty much just hits us, us with a bait and switch. You know what I mean? Um, bunch of promises. You know, you get to the point where, like, a presidential candidate saying, if you ain't, you ain't black if you don't vote for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's a white mm-hmm. dude. You probably agree with her on that, right? Well, that yeah, we- I don't, I'm not a fan of the Democrats. I'm not a fan of the Democrats at all. Really? And I'm not, yeah, yeah, I don't like the Democrats. I've been critical of Biden, his team, Kamala. Yeah, I've been on their bumper, man. Heavy. So politically, what should black people do? Because the, the other, you know, representative at that time, mm-hmm. when they were running the candidate, was Trump. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. would you well, tell the, them to vote for Trump? Well, here's the thing. Um, I told black people don't vote at all unless we get some tangibles because the Republicans aren't really giving anything. And let's be clear. Candace Owens, she's an operative for the Republicans, for the right-wing conservative think tank. I, I said that a lot. She, 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 she literally said that she wasn't in that. She disagrees uh, she's, she's with, with them She's with Prager U. Um, Dennis Prager is a suspected white supremacist, has this think tank, has a bunch of people on there spewing anti-black talking points. So she works for these suspected white supremacist think tanks. That's what it is. Hmm. She's a one-trick pony. Her job is to go out here and spew these anti-black talking points and to justify black people getting harmed while she gets papered up. That's all she does. But, but, but do, you, do you think that's necessarily just always pro-conservative or maybe just you know her point of view just doesn't align with everything that um, um, someone who might be black and Democrat. Well, if your point of view is the same thing as the white supremacists all the time, that's not a real point of view. That's a bad faith argument, and you're just out there spewing talking points. And that's propaganda. That's not your ideology. Because if your ideology was independent, we would agree on something at least some of the time. Your talking points wouldn't be the same as all the people on Fox News. It's all of their talking points. Notice they all sound the same in unison. They'll come out with a specific talking point about Black Lives Matter, and then they'll change it up about critical race theory. That's the new talking point. Now, Mm. that's a talking point. That means nothing. These are boogeyman tactics that are passed down from white supremacist think tanks. So it's all bad faith arguments. What do you think about critical race theory? Critical race theory is a talking point. Um, That's basically a code word for black folks. Critical race theory means if you go. That's a, uh, let me tell you, they've always used these weird code yeah. words for black people. Like in the 60s, instead of using nigga, they started saying communist. Well, Dr. King, he's not a nigga, he's a communist. What does that mean? This is whatever I made it mean. Then they start talking about, well, Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organization. Who's Black Lives Matter? All you niggas. You know? Yeah. Welfare queens. Look at all these welfare queens. Look at all. What about Chicago? 
Chicago is a code word for black <laughs> yeah, folks. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. code word for black yeah, yeah. people. No, you're right. you know? Okay, yeah. you're right. You're so right. critical race theory. If you talk about racism, well, that's critical race theory. Well, well, well isn't so? So the, the argument I've heard is that there, there's a new thing that critical race theory is being taught in school, and it's it's, it's like, no, it's not. What? No, it's not. What's critical race theory? Can you define what it is? Well, it's. I, I really don't know the full. Everybody definition. does the same thing when you ask for a definition. Well, it. Um, I. It means nothing. It literally means nothing. It's like the N-word. It's like the word nigga. You know the word nigga has no definition. Well, all right, so, so I, I'll give you what I've heard. It's basically kind of instilling in the cur- curriculum um, certain things that certain people think are is harmful to the black community um, because it, it, it kind of builds a, a level of, you know, um, whether it's excuses or just um, victim mentality. I think that's how I've heard it being described. Like, right, wrong. and that's relative. Because yeah. English can be destructive to the black community to a certain degree. If you start teaching about English and the etymology of English and certain English words that were used and where they came from, people can look at that and get offense to it. It's like the, the word, for example, we talk about the Moors in Spain. Moor used to mean black. Um, they started using the term black a more than they started using the term black. They just cut off the word more and started using black. So some people can say, well, that's negative because black is a negative word. So it's relative. You, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So what they're meaning is if you teach about racism, if you point out the racism of historic figures, because if you teach history, you're going to teach about a white supremacist, especially in American history. Yeah. All of the forefathers were white supremacists in their own words. So if they try to criticize you for teaching critical race theory, that's a contradiction because if you go to a school, and I lived in Alabama as a child, I went to a school called Robert E. Lee Middle School. Mm-hmm. Robert E. Lee was a white supremacist Confederate. The Confederates believed in white supremacy. That was their words. Their whole thing was to fight the U.S. government in order to keep um, a white supremacist regime to keep black people subjugated. So you can't complain about me pointing that out in a school named after a white supremacist. You see, where does the critical race theory stop or where does it end? It's just a code word, meaning you're not supposed to teach the truth about racism and white supremacy. That's all it is. Mm. So they want to keep up statues and monuments of people who scream white supremacy, but we're not supposed to say it, you know? So, and and, and this goes to another thing, you know, you've said this a lot, and, and I feel like sometimes people look at others when they say this term at this point, white supremacy, right? Mm-hmm. White supremacy, some people would say, well, what is the definition of white supremacy? Mm. Because it kind of, white supremacy, I feel like, has taken the, the, the almost a definition of, like, porn, where, like, you know, the historical definition is, like, you can't really define it, but you know when you see it, mm. right? So, like, what would you, if someone is saying, how could I see white supremacy affecting me? They're, they're black, but they don't get it. Mm. What would you define that to? Because I, I know a lot of times you'll say, well, so-and-so, they're working under the veil of white supremacy. And then we're thinking, well, is this an organization? Do they have, like, some type of a particular code? Who's a leader? Like, where do they meet? What's going on? Mm. Um, what would you necessarily say? Yeah, white supremacy is basically controlling and dominating people systematically based on race. That's what white supremacy is. That's always been the definition of white supremacy. And the people who created white supremacy came up with that definition. we got to understand, the white supremacists were very open about white supremacy and and, instilling that into the public consciousness for centuries. Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, even the Constitution, not the Constitution, but a Supreme Court justice law, 
use the word white supremacy. They were using the words white supremacy themselves. Going into the Directly? 60s. Yes, yes. Thomas Jefferson has a book called Letters uh, from the State of Virginia where he talked about how supreme the white race was. Abraham Lincoln talked about how supreme the white race was. A lot of them talked about how supreme the white race was. There was um, Judge Taney in the Supreme Court ruling for the Dred Scott decision. He talked about a, a black man has no rights that a white man is bound to respect the inferiority of the black man, or the superiority of the right, white race. This was a Supreme Court law that was put in on documents. They had books going all in through the Jim Crow era of them just talking about white supremacy, white supremacy. The white feminists were talking about white supremacy, white supremacy. They were holding up signs in the 60s, white supremacy, white supremacy. So that's their word. How does it manifest to like today? Like White supremacy dominates all areas of activity. There's not one single area of activity that's not completely dominated by white supremacy right this minute. See, we think of white supremacy now as white extremists. We think of the Klan. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, what, that's, that's what the white media wants you to think. They want you to think, well, white supremacy is the skinheads. White supremacy, that's just the proud boys. No, no, no. The white supremacists are the people at the the school board. Who's Would you consider, there was a woman who was, who was standing with Trump recently, and she was like, after the Roe v. Wade, pretty much that had been overturned, she yeah, was just like, yo, listen, we'll, you know, white lives, like, basically yeah, say white lives matter This is a great victory for white lives. Yeah, great victory for white lives. That's white supremacy, right it, there. Is that like the embodiment of what yeah. white supremacy Even is? the abortion law, the abortion ban, which I'm for, by the way, I don't care about no abortion, because yeah. we need to have a pause button on all the debauchery that we get into as black folks. But that well, was, so you, well, you don't care that 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 they're they can ban it. Oh, they can ban it. That's fine. That's fine because people need. Don't, to, don't you think that that disproportionately um, affects and disenfranchises you know black and brown people who probably don't have the resources to to, to take those um, because you know what white people gonna who's do. the brown people because I, I have a problem with that term who's the you don't like you don't like, I don't like that brown? Term. who the hell are brown who's brown they just, I think they just say Middle Eastern people and also they, like, they, like they, Middle Eastern Hispanics they, they consider themselves white you look at their paperwork they don't say nothing about no brown Middle Eastern and Hispanics all classify themselves as white. They don't look at themselves as but brown, they definitely brother. they definitely apply for everything that that would, would fall for under minority. Yeah, I that's, know that's that. I know brown. that. It, we, that's a come up for them. Yeah. So, so you don't believe you, you no, believe no. that categorizing people as brown people is, is because nobody there is no the brown is a mythological thing. Nobody classifies themselves as brown. And notice they always use black and brown, black and brown. So whenever we I know do a rapper, you ever heard of rapper Nav? He calls himself the brown boy. Uh, what, what's his name? Nav. What is he? Is he? Is he, is he like he's an Indian guy? East Indian. I don't know. He's just Indian. Okay. His name is Navaraj. Okay. okay. Ain't nobody heard of his ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so there you go. But yeah, the black and brown. Ain't no black and brown, man. There so is wait, no black wait, and brown. So I feel like he's just not inclusive. Like, yo, Tariq, you got to let us everybody in. First of all, you don't want <laughs> we, us immigrants in. We've already let everybody in. Damn. <laughs> Everybody's in. They here. Yeah. No, but, but let us into like, we're all for the plight. No, yeah, our plate. Yo, you're for the plate, not the plate. <laughs> no, I'll play the food. No, no, hey, y'all in to get it for you. The, yeah, no. Everybody's brown when they want to get something that we didn't fought for. You I, dig? Think, I think that happens with, with, with a lot of Hispanics. Yeah, and, because and, when and, they get something, when you give some money to some Hispanics, ain't no black nowhere. They yeah, don't bring us in nothing. That is, I, yeah? I, I think sometimes there's certain ones, and I won't say everyone from a Hispanic country, some of them code switch. They, and when I mean Major. Code switch, they, they play like, three-card Monty. What they do, they'll play the, the white, they'll play the white Spanish, yeah, Spanish yeah. is white. They'll play the indigenous, they'll play yeah, that yeah. card, and then they'll play, sometimes they'll play the African card. Yeah, of they'll, course. They'll and, and, and sometimes when, when it's something that's really specific for them, they make it very clear. We ain't black. We ain't Absolutely. with that black yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. So and, I, and, and I got actually, a problem with that. I got a major problem with that. And actually, what I, re I think I heard like, you know, 
um, I guess this was off the polls around like you know uh, the last president election. They were like a lot of the Hispanics um, that were even immigrants. They more identify with Republicans. They're like, yeah, dude, yeah, 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 all that yeah, black yeah, shit going on over there. That ain't us, especially down in Miami. Them Cubans, yeah, yeah. Them Cubans get over here off these Democratic policies that we didn't fought for. We didn't got our heads bust to get them over here, and they come over here and be like, dude, MAGA. So, 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 is that one of the reasons? Are you like, yo, come on, we we gotta. We got to um, just kind of j- just protect house. Yeah, because what happens is, man, we fight to get these groups over here. We elect people to bring these groups over here. We have our organizations that are supposed to work for us, like the Congressional Black Caucus, who don't do one thing for black people, but they do everything for immigrant groups, everything. And then when immigrants come over here, they turn around and say, well, how come y'all don't pull yourself by, by your bootstraps? Damn, I did it. Well, well, damn it, you did it because I helped your ass. Yeah? Hmm. Um. I just also thought about it. I'm like, my man, 21 Savage, he's an immigrant. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's from the UK. He's from the UK. <laughs> British. And nobody knew that. Nobody knew that. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Until it got hemmed up. Nobody knew that. Well, so, so, uh, um, and even, so, one might say, well, if you believe white supremacy has tainted mm-hmm. and, and is basically here to, you know, subvert, you know, the plight of FBAs and, you know the ascension of people um, of, of our color. Mm-hmm. Well, why not? If would you deal with them? Like in terms of if they rule everything, isn't the only option to just create like independence separate from them? Because again, if you work with them in any capacity, if there's this white supremacy that's mm-hmm. still operating in a very thinly veiled, because we're now operating that it's not just extremists, mm-hmm. you're never gonna. Defeated then. Mm-hmm. So how do you then operate in a country where you, you're acknowledging this is a problem, mm-hmm. but if you continue to work with these motherfuckers, they're always going to keep you subjugated. And that's why we have to be codified. We have to be on code and we have to have people around us who are on code because when we try to get stuff done independently, the white supremacists will oftentimes sabotage it. When we do black businesses, a lot of black businesses are actually sabotaged. So when people start saying, well, how come you guys don't do take advantage of the opportunity? Foundational black Americans, man, we built so many institutions and industries that were destroyed that we had to rebuild over and over again. Nobody has had to deal with that. The Black Wall Street, the one in Tulsa, and many other Black Wall Streets that were around the country. Out here in Los Angeles, you had the Central Avenue area, which was a thriving black business area that they pretty much put the freeway next to and destroyed that. They're doing that right now on Crenshaw right now. They got that train station they put in the middle of Crenshaw. That has uprooted a lot of the black businesses there. We're trying to buy, well, we were trying to buy. I'm getting a building on another area. Mm -hmm. We're trying to buy real estate out there in the, the Crenshaw Lemert Park area, and we're running into so many obstacles and other black people, when you go in there with cash in hand, they're not letting you buy the real estate. They don't care how much money you got. They will underbid you. It's not a coincidence. Really? That I, yeah, yeah, man. It, it, they, somebody, some black folks tried to buy the Crenshaw Mall. They let an, uh, a white group get the money, and they put in a, a lower bid for the Crenshaw Mall. Really? Again, there's about three businesses on Crenshaw that I went in with cash in hand to buy, and they came up with a whole bunch of excuses to not give it to me. I got to get another place that's not too far from Crenshaw. I'll talk about that at another time. But, yeah, they play these little games when they're trying to gentrify us out of certain neighborhoods. They don't care how much money you have. That's why Nipsey was targeted, our good brother Nipsey. Do you think he was? Like, you know, I've heard so many conversations, and I'm I'm wondering, targeted by who? (laughs) Nipsey was targeted by the city because they were trying to get him to – they didn't want him to have his shop there. 
they were putting nuisance injunctions on his business. That's another con game that they do out here in Los Angeles. Is it because he was gang affiliated? No, 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 no. Be no. honest now. No, it wasn't. You know, no. it, okay, if, the, if he's gang affiliated, all the damn liquor stores are gang affiliated, okay? Because well, they'll we, say, we, they'll we, say, you know what I'm saying? Every liquor store in South Central LA is gang affiliated. Yeah. Church's Chicken is gang affiliated. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If we're going to okay. play that game, don't cherry pick the black businesses and say, well, gang members go there, so we got to put an injunction on it. Well, gang members go all to all the places. They go to Sally's Beauty Supply. You're not putting an injunction on the Asians. You know what I'm saying? So they do that to black businesses. They'll selectively put a nuisance injunction on it, saying, well, there's gang activity here, and we have to do a stakeout, and then they'll put a, they get a court order to really uproot them from the business. Nipsey, instead of him leaving that, that area, he bought it from the landlords. And they were like, oh, my God, we didn't know he was going to do that. Then all of a sudden, some random dude who's a, a known informant steps up there and shoots him in broad daylight. So it feels like you don't believe that his death was was just like what I think a lot of people are trying to or starting to like accept is that it was just a random incident that happened with the guy who they had some conversation about snitching and the guy just came back and snapped. Dude, crazy, he's crazy. There's too many. I, I'm I do business out here, man. I'm doing business with a lot of these real estate developers, and I see the stuff they do behind the scenes. There's other black folks whose businesses are being targeted, just like Nipsey. They mm. can get them out of there. They don't have the money that Nipsey had. They put these nuisance injunctions on a lot of black businesses, man. I see it. Nipsey just had the money to stick around. And that area is going to have a high real estate value because they're bringing the Olympics here. Do you, th do you think they're gentrifying that area? Completely? Yeah, big time, big time. So you, they're, you're they're saying they're that they're trying to say, let's get all, all the, the all gangs, the, 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 the really, the black, the let's black get the black people, people the out black here. People, the black just people. let them get them out of here. let get the black really? people. Yeah, whenever we start making real estate deals, when you start buying property, and the value is going to go up, that's a threat. They've always looked at that like, oh, you're about to deal with some real money now. They already built the football stadium out there near that area. So that there's real true. money. I've always wondered how, how that matters. I yeah, feel like yeah, they yeah. had a stake in that. Yeah, there's a lot of big money. And the train station out there, too, the commercial real estate is about to boom out there. They know that. Mm. So, yeah, it's not, I don't think it's just a coincidence that this dude just ran up and shot Nipsey and it was just some gang shit. No, 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 no. I think it was more than that because it happens too much. Anytime black people start making these real estate deals, when we start getting property and that property is going to have value, all of a sudden we end up dead. The place gets burned down. Everybody ends up lynched. It's too much of a coincidence for me. How do you avoid that then? Us being on code about it. That's what us being on code and understanding what's going on so we can protect each other. That's very important. Okay. Because, look, down in Atlanta, they tried to do the same thing in Atlanta in 1906, I think. They tried to run all the black people out of Atlanta. I feel like they're doing it now. Yeah, they With, yeah. with, with like, some of these, like, like hey, you, all you niggas in gangs. Let's get you out of here. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, the, but the, also, that's ran by a black woman, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fonny, yeah, Fonny, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I told Fon people not to vote for her. I told people. Really? I knew, yeah, yeah. I knew she was You knew about her. her. I knew her. I knew her. I knew her get down. And I, I was supporting Paul. What's, well, what's Paul? The, the other guy of the, before him, I was supporting I, that I think brother. she's following the Kamala Harris uh, Yeah, playbook. yeah, because when she was getting elected out there, I saw she was clicked in with the police. The police unions were giving her money. I said, man, this woman is going to be bad news. She's going to let all these cops go, and she's going to start locking brothers up left and right. And people were like, ah, no, nah, she's cool. That's our sister. It, it, it always feels like it takes a black face to usher the bullshit. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. Like, That's like what they she, do. The way she talks is she's like, yo— I'm going to be hard on these niggas than they ever been. Yes, indeed. <laughs> like, While she's giving the cops a pass. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, the way she talked about it, like, she said, 
She said, I love Rico, the Rico charge. That's a, that's a tool I love to use. Mm, I'm going to yeah. clean the streets up with it. Yeah, but she's not doing anything about those corrupt cops out there shooting random people and all of that stuff. So they always get them a good Is that what happened a lot? Because I feel like the media's disappeared with that type of, like, you know, showing the presence of it. Yeah, well, they, they kind of try to hide it now because, you know, people make a big deal out of it. And they try to bury those stories now. But it's still happening out here. There was a brother just in Akron, Ohio. They shot him 60 times. Seven white cops shot this what? brother 60, 60 times. It was 60 bullet holes in this brother a couple of days ago out there in Akron, Ohio. So we're still watching this stuff go down. The white media don't like to talk about it on a national level, but it's still happening out there. I've seen you also talk about, and and, and I think this is why when I hear your name get mentioned, mm -hmm. whether it's like on Twitter, I think Twitter is a really toxic place, but like mm -hmm. even I'll, I'll see certain people have certain narratives about you. Mm -hmm. and And I've seen certain times like some of the, you know, uh, I would say some of the the black SJWs they don't really fuck with you like that, man. Like um, some of them, and, and and. But are they really relevant though? <laughs> no, no, but 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 but, but I, I, I guess it would go to the overall point of someone saying, well, Tariq might be div more divisive than uniting, and in any movement, especially when you're trying to lead against somewhat oppression or white supremacy, you need a uniter. Um, like I, I've seen you kind of like you know kind of get into it a few times with like what were some of these people's names like some of them I don't know I don't even know these people bro like you probably know them but yeah. like you, you and a lot of these social justice warriors are really democratic shields. Let's be very clear. A okay, lot well, of these people, mean? meaning they are operatives for the Democrats. The Democrats put these people out here. They work for liberal media companies. They work for the DNC. They might work for a particular candidate. And they'll push them out here to talk like us and act like they're grassroots. But they're really funded by some left-wing think tank. Why do you think it's mostly women? I, I feel like... I'm, because I'm, of I'm, feminist I'm, groups. White feminist groups. Okay. The white yeah, feminist I've, groups. I've heard you kind of talk about that where I think your point of view, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you feel like a lot of people who should be on code in with what black people got going on they're almost representing this "quote unquote" feminist movement m more so than what Black people have going on, and they're, they're working for white feminists very right. much. And it's not even really them supporting the feminist movement. That's just a Trojan horse. A lot of these women and dudes too. It's a lot of dudes too. Yeah, it, it, the time is changing. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. a lot of dudes. But a lot of these. So I think it's pandering though. They're, they're yeah, pandering. It, it, it really is. And but a, a, a lot of these social justice warriors are non-FBA too. That's another thing. Because we look into their backgrounds, and a lot of them come from immigrant backgrounds. Oh, don't see, you, come yes, on, do. Tariq, you gotta I'm give us immigrants. We, we, we on everybody's bumper. <laughs> no, when man, we start looking at the, and they sit up in there, y'all stop talking about some tangibles. Y'all stop talking about reparations, man. We need abortion rights. I'm like, who the hell are you? <laughs> then we look in their background, like, oh, y'all ass from Haiti. Who are you talking? Don't talk about our business. You know? Yeah, we calling everybody out. You ain't gonna jump up and act as our representative, and you ain't even from here. You know what I'm saying? So, no, yeah, no. we on everybody's bumper, homie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but, but but seriously though, um, do, do you think do you think that there could, um, do you think there could be someone could fight multiple plights at once? Like for example, say someone who for whatever reason they are very interested in the feminist movement, um, the LGBTQ. Um, QIA, um, you know, progressive movement, and also movements that help black folks. Like, they're, okay. they're, all, they're for everyone. Okay, we ain't doing that because we've done that already and it don't work for us. We've been prioritizing everybody. And if we keep letting them prioritize everybody, it will never stop, man. 
let's prioritize Hispanics and then we'll get to the black people. Now, when it's our turn, well, let's prioritize Asians. Then we'll get to you. Oh, let's prioritize handicapped people. Then we'll get to you. Well, let's prioritize trans people. Then we'll get to you. Well, let's prioritize pansexuals. Then we'll get, I mean, it, it, whatever they say, because <laughs> I've heard that term before. Oh, it yeah. never stops, man. They're going to prioritize everybody over us if we let them. We're saying no more of that, man. We got to get tangibles for foundational black Americans right now. Um, does that involve, you know, when, when someone's trying to get, like, for example, it doesn't matter what it is. If you try to get something changed, you're going to have some lobbyists. You, mm -hmm. you have to play the political game to a certain extent. Not really, but. But, 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 how, but how else do, do, you, do you get that done then? The Ukrainians aren't even citizens, and they got billions of dollars. They didn't play the political game. Yeah, but clearly, if you're saying that there's a there's a uh, um, we're operating under a system of white supremacy, mm -hmm. like well, Ukrainians they white, you know what I mean? Again, mm -hmm. yeah. they're right. looking on a world right. scale, a global right. scale, like right. it's in their so they did, you're right. Well, so they didn't do need, anything politically. Some, so we need something. We need something to leverage though, mm -hmm. because there's nothing that will ever make them feel, right, that they need to do something Right, and what you leverage is your lack of voting. Because, see, we get out here and vote just because. And if they know we're going to vote anyway, they're not going to do anything. If we let them know, we're not going to vote. If you don't do something for us, we're not going to vote at all. And a group of people who drop out of the political process, that's a dangerous group, and they know it, because they're going to come up with alternative ways to get what they need done. They don't want us to think like that. Wouldn't someone say that if you don't vote for, if you don't cast a vote, you're basically you are in a sense cast a vote because the Republicans are just going to win. Well, and don't matter because if the Republicans win, that's fine. We don't have to support them, but if they win, that's fine because then we're going to play the lesser of two evil games. All right? And if we're going to say who's the lesser of two evils, I would say the Republicans are the lesser of two evils. And I don't have to support them, hmm. but I would rather have their policies than the liberal policies. Why? Because with the Republicans, I just got to deal with white supremacists. And the white supremacists, basically, they'll stand across that's the No. I'm dealing with white supremacy with the Democrats. Not only am I dealing with white supremacy with them, I'm dealing with anti-black hatred from Asians. I'm dealing with anti-black <laughs> hatred from Hispanics. I'm dealing with anti-black hatred from Arabs. I'm dealing with anti-black hatred from the LGBT community. So I'm getting it. We're hitting. They're stabbing us all over. The, the racist This is a one-on-one -on -one match. It's not a handicap yeah, match. Right. So I, give me the, just, the, the white supremacists. I'm good with just one yeah, white yeah, supremacist. Because yeah, yeah. he'll stand across the street and throw knives at me. Then I can kind of duck the knives. But you the, you got to five directions. The liberals will come up and just hug on you and just poke you up and start poking you from the oh, side shit. man and tell you they ain't poking you like, no that's not no 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 that's my finger i'm yeah. tickling you. you give me the white supremacy if, if we're gonna play the less than two evils game would you have voted for trump then i wouldn't have voted for trump no because trump you know he too many white supremacists are clicked in with his regime so i wouldn't have voted for him but i would have preferred him over biden it, it appears that he's going to run again yeah. come 2024 yeah um I, I hope Biden's in physically and mentally good Biden. condition to, to, to run again. Biden, Biden has almost no black support at this point. Only black people who support Biden are old niggas and LGBT niggas. Don't nobody support Biden no more in black society. I think a lot of black, well, not a lot. I think a good amount still do because you have to admit you were wrong. Because, about I mean, he, he, about, he still got, I know Barack broke the record in terms of galvanize the black community vote for him, but yeah. he still got pretty decent amount. I think he might have got maybe as much as Hillary in terms uh, of like when she, when she they, went for the They primary. say that, to be honest, I do, and people talk about the, the vote, the, the election was somewhat of a finesse. I don't think all of those numbers were accurate because I don't know any black people that were really excited about Biden or voting for him. Also, 
a lot of uh, also a lot of people were scared into leaving Trump in office. The white media said, yeah, exactly. if you leave Trump in office, the white supremacist boogeyman is going to get you. Exactly. And I told black people, look, Trump really didn't put any policies together that directly harm black people. You understand? In fact, Trump, So you don't think he was a bad president? I didn't say he was a bad president, but he didn't harm black people. He didn't put any policies together that actually harmed black people. But Biden has always put policies together that specifically harmed us, like the crime bill, so many other things. Prioritizing all these other groups over us, that harms us. So I would have rather had Trump in there. Not that I would have supported him or voted for him, but if we're going to go lesser of the evils, I go with that. Yeah, I mean, and I, and I know this is trivial in the grand scheme of things because it's never about the individual. It's more about the, the, the large group. But shit, look what's going on with Brittany Griner right now, right? Like, yeah. you know, as opposed to shit, at least Trump told them motherfuckers, like, yo, give us ASAP Rocky back tomorrow. Yeah. Unless something, something gonna happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? At least to make black people happy for a day. And I, I popped my collar to Trump. But, but, he got Harry O out of jail. Um, um, Kodak Black, Lil Wayne, he yeah. got he got some black folks this out of there. Shit. You know, I, just think, that little bit is better than Biden. Yeah, you know I, I, I feel like Biden was just like, yo, yeah, yeah I'm, you niggas support him like you should. Now mm. shut the fuck up <laughs> while I do what I really came here to do. Mm -hmm. Which, mm -hmm. I, like, again, I mean, do you think that this is a time like you know, even with your movement, maybe it's time that we start? And this was trying to be inclusive. We probably really need a legit third party system. You know, it should be. It can't be just. If we're saying both parties are controlled under a structure of white supremacy, right? Why don't we try to build a bridge, something else that we could really tangibly leverage? Well, we can make them leverage it, man. We look again. We can make these people do what we want them to do. We just don't support their bullshit. If we just stop supporting their bullshit, that's eighty percent of the battle right there. The problem is they come around and they con us into voting for them without giving us something. Understand, politics is warfare without bloodshed. We always have to understand that. It's warfare. And we have to look at it like that. When they get around other groups, they talk about what they're going to give those groups. Hispanics are talking about what we're going to get tangible. Asians, what are we going to get tangible? The LGBT, they get billions of dollars from the, the Democrats. But with us, they only talk about inclusiveness with us, with black folks. They don't talk inclusiveness with all these other groups. When it's us, when we come around, it's all hug fest and kumbaya, let's twerk and let's love on each other. Damn that. I'm like Tina Turner. What's love got to do with it? Let's get this money popping. <laughs> um, I'm wondering, um, what do you think, and going back to the abortion thing, um, I read like some crazy statistic recently that, well, in, in like the year like 2045, the... Hispanic race, if we're, we're going to call it that, I don't know if we could, we could but but right, right, the, right. The Hispanics are going to be the, the 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 demographic that outnumbers white people and outnumbers uh, uh, black, black folks, right? right? So they're right. going to be a lean demographic, mm -hmm. right? Some people believe that it is in the best interest of white people to really stop all that abortion shit that they could remain and keep those numbers for as long as they can. Now, what's lost in the mix of that is that you know, first of all, you know, black folks naturally like since the iteration of time we're the we're pretty much the number two and, right, and over right. time hope we were hoping right with you know the one drop rule this and third we're pretty much gonna level the playing field to an extent mm -hmm. through immigration and other things the hispanics seem like they're gonna come and just fuck the numbers up and it doesn't appear that if they get the numbers on their side they're gonna be looking out for us all right, right, right so of course. what is it what is the solution with that when it comes to black folks and just strictly the number game Right. Well, the thing is, the problem they have with letting other immigrant groups come in, 
is that, you know, you got to go through a hazing process with these immigrant groups. You got to haze them into hazing. whiteness. Hazing, you, you got to whip them into whiteness. They did it with the Italians. They did it with the Greeks. What they did with the Italians, they kind of smacked them around a little bit, say, hey, you better get on code with us with this white thing or you're going to get smacked around like the niggas. They did it with the Greeks. Get on code with us, we'll smack you around like the niggas. They did it with the Irish back in the 1800s. Get on code with us, we'll smack you around like the niggas. Nobody want to be treated like niggas, so let's get on this white code. Same thing with Hispanics. Hispanics have always wanted to identify as white. Now, here's the problem. Most Hispanics have black ancestry. You can't be a Hispanic over here in the Western Hemisphere without black ancestry. Two ways, because the Moors who were in Spain, they were black people. They dominated Spain for 700 years. That Moorish gene is there. Also, all of these Hispanic countries in the Western Hemisphere, they were slave colonies. So there were black people there. So they have these black genes that could be throwback genes. And this is what white society kind of has a problem with because you have a white-skinned Latina, whoever, comes over here, but they have a baby with a big-ass afro. You know what I'm saying? So they want to, they, they're kind of weary about them sneaking in those black Moorish genes into white society. That's not a good look for them because they want to do that pure white thing. So this is why they had to go with the abortion option. This is the last play they have because their numbers are already dwindling. White numbers are completely down right now. They're retrogressing right now. So their numbers are going to be in the minority way before 2050. You understand? Because yeah. their numbers are hella low right now. The average white person is like in their 50s. You understand what I'm saying? Really? The yeah, the average white person is like 53, 54. That's the average age of white people right now. Um, you have cities all around America where these white enclaves, where it's a bunch of old white people, all the young white people bounce. They go to, you know. Miami, yeah, yeah, yeah. New York, yeah, yeah. they're yeah. not in Boise, Idaho. You know what I'm saying? They're not. In the, you go around Yo, the country. I went to Nashville, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. It was a different vibe out there. Yeah, man. yeah. Y'all went there, and I'm like, "Yo, where's the hip hop?" They were like, nah, "This is our country." Yeah. Man, I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. You got a bunch of old white people, and when they leave, these are gonna be ghost towns. You literally have ghost towns all around the country where towns have had to close down because all the people died off. So, what's your thought on this? And by the way, this was like a super viral clip, which I think people kind of got at him because mm -hmm. I think some of the stuff he said, like Dr. Umar Johnson, mm -hmm. um, he doesn't really, it doesn't seem like he doesn't, he doesn't like, uh, um, you know, the mixing of races, interracial right, right, relationships right. and marriages and stuff like that. Where do you fall on that? And, you know, some people might say, well, there's going to be just racial mixing and we're going to get to an ambiguous place where racism never, is not a thing anymore and mm -hmm. we have cured all the problems of the world. Right. Well, people think, I, I don't want people to think that sexual access to the different races will cure racism because that's what they promoted in the 60s. If you look at the early black exploitation movies, they would always have black and white relationships in these movies. They always had these black white sex scenes because that was a vicarious thing that they were giving to black folks. Like, look, we're equal. You can we can show you having sex with white women now. And we fell for that trick in a racial sexual access. We thought that that was some kind of tangible, which it wasn't. But what about breeding? A big, a lot of times, the, the numbers are kind of controlled. You know, they'll sacrifice a couple of interracial relationships and couples, but not many because most people aren't doing that. And I don't have a problem with it because, look, just when you get out of bed with the people, still think about black empowerment. Don't be confused when you lay it with a white person because white people are not confused when they lay it with black people. Well, well, well let's go off, you know, just a one drop rule and, yeah. and, and the descendants of those type of relationships or mating or whatever. Um, how do you view someone who's mixed? Ooh. Oh, in, in over here. Like, I go a lot. I know mad mixed people. They go harder for 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 what's being affected. They claim they're being affected by racism right. more than the, the, right. the, the, they the are. extra dark person. They are. They, they are. are. They are. Yes, they really? are. They are. That's absolutely true. You know what? They are. Yeah. 
Yeah, light-skinned people, especially light-skinned black people who can pass for white. You think they're being affected more? Yes, I'm telling you why. Because white people are extra sensitive to them because they can sneak those black genes in. White people have always been very sensitive of those Negroes who can pass. Oh, they're hell on them. Because, really? yeah, they can sneak in white society and nobody knows that they're really black. And they sneak them black genes in and nobody knows. They're like, If they see a black person, oh, cool, that's the nigga who stays across the street. He's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we'll bring him over before six. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, I always hear this rapper named Logic, and like he's half black and half white. Yeah, and there's like there's a couple basketball players that they could pass for like white, like yeah. uh, um, um, Jason Tatum, and, and and I mean some people talk about even like the mix, like say Drake or whatever the case is. Yeah, and I would think anytime I hear Drake talk about like racial like shit, I'm like, bro, like the person who I would think gets it the most is the person who is of darker complexion. Yeah, no, no. They get the vitriol. They no, get the because hate. So you're thinking like a Caribbean because over there in Jamaica they have a lot of these a lot of colorism, a lot of colorism over there, major over there. You're right. And the light skinned people are basically the white people of Jamaica. They right. get certain privileges and benefits over there. It's, it's mostly based on uh, on colorism. Well, yeah, we don't have that shit over here. We don't have that. You don't get yeah, no. We benefit. don't really get the bleaching over here. The right? No, no, no y'all be bleaching the fuck out of your skin over there. I mean, I, I vibes cartel and all Yo, that shit. Yo, my guy vibes, man. <laughs> yeah, I, y'all be looking a mess over there sometimes. The, but I love my Jamaicans. I love you. But I didn't mention some Jamaican clubs, and I saw. They look, look like Casper in the face and Akon in the body. No, like, no, no, no. Wait, wait. Don't, don't give it to my Jamaicans now. This all, the, Sammy Sosa went crazy. Yeah, and, yeah. and that nigga from the DR or yeah, some shit like yeah, that. Yeah. that nigga, a lot of that Caribbean stuff. That nigga yeah. just put baby powder on his face. He was running around <laughs> all crazy. Like, but, but, but I mean, we hear, and, and what about like, obviously this is not the majority of the population, but like certain celebrities, like you hear once in a while, be like, oh, Nicki Minaj lightened her skin. Because she's appealed, she's trying to appeal to white people or mm. people who they'd be like, oh, well, look at the look at um, um, Serena Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't think it's a thing here a little bit? A little, not really, not really. And Serena only did it when she got with that white man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> the only time she did, she was fine, and she got with the white man. Now she's walking around here with cake soap. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's not really a big thing over here like that. We don't do that like I love that over Serena. here. <laughs> I met her one time. She's a, she's amazing. She's a sweetheart, but we don't. That's not our thing. We're kind of comfortable with who we are as foundational Black Americans. Oh, okay, so so all right, so that's why you're saying it. Um, all right, but but but, but colorism matters a little bit too because when you think about um say modeling or whatever the case mm-hmm. the, we always hear the conversation yo these rappers and i know i'm just talking about entertainment that cross section but be like oh they don't put the darker skinned women mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. so th- that's that's still affecting well to a certain but you have to look at a lot of rappers that's out now act man a lot of rappers are caribbean a lot of rappers come from caribbean backgrounds if you look at a lot of them a lot of them are not FBA, man. A lot of these rappers hey, are Caribbean. Hey, have you ever heard of, um, there's a podcast, which I, I, I told him, I said, listen, I gave him an advice. Have you ever heard Fresh and Fit? Yeah. <laughs> Why you say like <laughs> no, So I gave him advice. I said, listen. I, I said, listen, first of all, y'all don't have a race podcast. You have a relationship podcast. I told him to stay away from race. I'm cool with those guys. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, filled yeah. with their student before. Yeah, and, yeah. and I said to them, I said, because I've had, you know, conversations with them on the phone, kind of like, you know, debating why they might think certain things. Yeah. And I said, listen, I, I feel like I'm I'm a little bit more knowledgeable than you guys when it comes to this. Yeah. But even I myself wouldn't begin to fight that plight of what you guys are saying because um, it, it is hurtful. Like, for, for them, they're like, well, oh, well, well, we clown. Like, for example, I think they said we don't dabble in the dark. 
Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, we yeah. clown Asian people. We, we make rice jokes. We, we've clowned white people and make all type of mayo jokes or whatever. Why can't we clown black people? Mm. And I was trying to explain to them. I said, well, you have to realize it's a different type of connotation. And also there's consequences usually that came with some of these either stereotypes or clowning of black right. people. And, 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 and coming from a different country, sometimes we, we, we ignore that. I'll be honest with that. I'll be honest right, but yeah, I'm not going to get clowned by somebody who came from a third world joint. That dude, what's the, the Myron guy? That yeah, dude yeah. is from like Sudan. People are dropping dead of hunger over in his homeland. You're not qualified to say anything about a foundational black American and your family back home with flies all over the place. <laughs> and I'm not even trying to disparage, but man, it's not popping over there. You got to fix your homeland before you speak about any foundational black American over here. That's why people got on his bumper because we don't like that type of disrespect. You do, know? Do, do you feel like, and, and you know, I've seen like some criticism of them you know they they've chalked it up and by the way in the same clip i think they were pretty you know people know they they do fuck with white women you know of course, of course um do, do, you, do you think that it's a caribbean thing though do, um do, let, let's be real let's be real a lot of non-fba people not all but a lot of non-fba people kind of worship white folks you think there's a fetishizing of white because people? you live in these countries where it's all black people all you see are black people and whenever you see a white person, they're coming in giving you something. Anything positive you think a white person is bringing it to you. You go to Jamaica. I've been all over. I love Jamaica. But I, I go to the beach and brothers out there with them white women. Yeah. Like they're holding on to Jesus, brother. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be honest. So I grew up in the countryside. And I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to keep it real with you. When it was a big deal when you heard a white person was in town. Yes. It was a big deal. Yeah. It was like, yo, this white guy. It felt like it was Santa. Exactly. They worship white. And it's worse than Africa. So, so, so you, you think it's manifested in a way where, like, you know, um, and, and, and I'm not talking, talking about those brothers disparaging them because I do feel like I fit in the same category with them because I'm an immigrant, too. They're right. immigrants. Um, I think I have some self-awareness. Um, and I could see where even what you're saying, I don't mm -hmm. think it's completely bullshit. Right, right, right. I, I think... I don't know if it's all black men, but I definitely think, I think even I went through probably a phase of like, oh, shit, I want to just fuck some white girls. Yeah, because again, you're told that white people are God almost. And I, I know Caribbean parents tell their children, find you a white person, find you a cool white person. They tell their girls, find you a white man. These girls put on their little divestment wigs and go out here and try to find them a white dude. Over here, you don't give a fuck about no white people. We didn't live with white people. We see them living in trailer parks. We know that these are not gods. We see how some of them are. So, so, so then let me um, advance the conversation. And I'm, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate, but I, but I think it would have been a great. Well, I don't know if they, I don't know if they're 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 at the the, the race relations debate um, part that that you are at. Okay. But I think th their message was that they have nothing against black people, but like black women seem seem to be less compliant, <laughs> less submissive. <laughs> I've heard some of the other stuff. They got problems with foundational black Americans. Some of those dudes, that that one Myron dude, just went off on foundational black Americans, mm. talking about we don't do this, we don't work hard, we ghetto. We, I mean, he just went on a whole thing. So it, it okay. ain't just about the women. Okay. The dude went on and played his whole card. Because that's what it's really about. When they try to um, act like it's about relationships and the quality of women and all oh, black women, dude, the women over in his homeland are getting raped by these dudes. They're getting female circumcisions and all of this janky stuff. They can't say nothing about a foundational black American woman that we're going to accept. He's just not qualified. Do, do you think that the relationship between um, most black men and black women, whether foundational, black American or not, in the Western Hemisphere or in the United States, 
is different based on just what culture is probably. And I, I, I think that's part of their issue. They're like, what's being taught in culture is like, go, go be a city girl. Go fucking make an OnlyFans. Keep twerking. Blah, blah. And they're like, no. We want a woman who would be more, you know, suitable to be a wife, a mother. They can get the hell out of here with that bullshit because they got women over there slinging pussy left and right in their homeland, dude. Let's stop playing games, man. It's not like we ain't been over there. We see them on the track out there on the dirt road slinging pussy, man. We see it. You mess with that. You come on, we come on, man. We see it in the Caribbean. Whoa, whoa, we see whoa, it over there. We see uh, it, dude. They be out there doing something. Fresh is from, uh, he's from Barbados. Yeah, they be doing something strange for a little piece of change. You know well, what I do think with him, I told him this, though. I was like, yo, because he admits it. He says, yo. He says he used to be banging a lot of them white girls when he, he used to chill by the beach. Yeah. White girls come on vacation. They want to have some good time, get a little BBC. Mm-hmm. It was running through yeah, them. Niggas be jiggling themselves out. I don't want to hear about no relationship. <laughs> yeah. I, again, I done, oh, been to, I done been all over there. They be up there with them big, fat, husky white women <laughs> and white men. Them niggas be out there slanging bussy, too. You know Whoa. what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yes, Not yes. Not in no Barbados, yes, man. Yes, in no, the Caribbean, too. Don't put down too. the Caribbean. Oh, yes, don't, be on that cri- oh, don't put down the be- Caribbean. Oh, yeah. Um, Terry McMillan's <laughs> husband wasn't the only one. Nah, uh, don't put he it wasn't on the, the only one. Now. Don't put it on the Caribbeans, man. I, 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 I think I, I don't want to hear about no relationship. Well, Y'all relationships are janky out there. Okay, dude. do you think there's a deterioration in culture, black culture? Well, what, what, what do you well, think about just culture, family culture? Do, do, do you think you know? Obviously, you could think about the government's role to a certain extent. At one point, they were taking the black the black fathers out of the home. Um, feels like it, it was a way to strip you know, black families of having a complete structure that could, you know, um, lead to better results just historically, right? Um, do, do you think that whether it's culture through music, through movies, through other things, you know, for example, welfare, like if, if you know, and Candace mentioned this, if, mm-hmm. if the father ain't in the home, they're going to pay you uh, more. And Candace like talking about that welfare and all of that stuff and the deterioration of the family. They she like, blamed welfare a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. But here's the thing, man. We're going back to this. In the 1960s, that's when we saw the turn. We saw the turn after 1965. Before 1965, foundational black American families were together. We were codified. Um, what did we start seeing afterwards? We started seeing a lot of degenerate behavior in black neighborhoods. Why did it happen overnight? It happened because of one, a lot of immigrants coming over. No. Yes, indeed. No. Um, yes, indeed. We started getting Wait. these people. We started getting immigrants coming over to black neighborhoods that we didn't know they weren't on code with us. And then no. we started to see crime rates pop up you, left you and right. You can't blame no immigrants. I'm putting it some. Of, I'm putting it on some of y'all, brother. That's no, when we started, on, that's when we started I'm, seeing I'm not it. We're talking about welfare fraud and all that. They came over dropping off anchor babies because they understood if you had a baby over here, you can get citizenship. So yeah, we start seeing single mothers all over the place, but nobody ever asked where they were from. They were black. Oh, okay, that's our sister. But a lot of these folks had these little weird accents nah, on the low. Especially in New York, man. Come on, let's keep it a buck, bro. No, come on. Hey, no, no. Y'all hey, were bringing that hey, over here. One and thing with this guy, it, man. He stays on code. No, we're not. Am, no, no, no. Even Hold in on. the dope game, man. We I, had yo, Even our drug dealers weren't that violent, man. I, Freeway Rick, that's my dude. He wasn't violent. But the don't shower, the the shower, shower posse, pop. come Stop on, man. y'all it. were killing everybody up and down the East Coast, man. We weren't doing that killing stuff. Killing been going on for the for, forever the when it came drug to the dealers drugs. didn't do all, even the, the trappers didn't do all that stuff, man. Y'all brought a whole bunch of other stuff over here, brother. Stop. Yes, yes, I'm putting <laughs> no, it on you. Yes, no, yes. Hey, yes. hey, hey, this is where we're going to firmly disagree. No way. No, hold on. I'm not going to say there, there weren't, because I, I think even when you think about, um, 
you know, Hispanics and even like how Miami changed when, you know, yeah, cocaine. Yeah, there was a lot of that. There was we a lot of people getting making... all this dope. Where the dope come from? We didn't manufacture none of it. But, it was coming from all these other places. These other people immigrating, immigrating over here. But, but we got to be honest, really, it's, it's, I, I'll say shared. You can't just mm, throw it on us. Well, there's some things, you know, that happened with some of the liberal policies. And Frank you know, Lucas, all them niggas, they were a foundation of black yeah, America. They weren't murdering a bunch of people. What? Frank Lucas probably killed a couple of people. They weren't murdering a lot. Kill them and snitched on them. Nicky, Nicky Barnes, it was Alpo and them dudes killing folks left and right, man. You know what I'm saying? Is, a lot is, of, is, is Alpo FBA, ain't he? No. No, no, not. hold on. Don't, don't, don't throw him over here on no, us. No, no. Was it was Alpo? I think he is. I think he has some, he has some like Jamaican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was but, them dudes over there killing folks left. No, and right. stop yeah. it. Yeah, so yeah. you're trying to you're trying to act like there was some just peaceful mess going on. No, we we had some of our rowdy folks, but a lot of the rowdy. Okay, all stuff, the gang stuff. Come on now. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. All the gangs. We mm-hmm. in California. All the mm-hmm. gangs, blood and cripping. Mm-hmm. We've seen how that shoot. I mean, um, I, and I don't want to throw random gangs into it, but right, right, right. I, I just asked the question: mm-hmm. What about the GDs and the BDs? Right. Don't that all stem from? the FBAs. Come um, on now. To be honest, a lot of people out here in L.A., a lot of black people are actually Belizean. A lot of folks don't know that. <laughs> oh, a lot of black people no, in L.A. Man. are actually Belizean. Okay, but, okay, not, no. Look at a lot of rappers. They're not really FBA okay, out Okay, okay, okay. But, but you're good with history? You're yeah, good with history? Yeah, I'm, I know so, history and so, sociology so, and geography. So let's start tracing the lineage. You yeah. remember you said lineage. Yeah. Let's start tracing lineage of some of these gangs that, you know, why some of these injunctions now exist here and all these gang laws is because there's a lot of violence mm-hmm. previously. Mm-hmm. And by the way, it's, it's kind of cool, you know, compared to the past. You know, um, where'd that come from? Man, again, I'm telling you a lot of the violence, look, out there in New York, where y'all from, man. Y'all no, no, no. We're talking about Cap. Yeah, I'm just we talking about Because now the gang's are out there. You know the drill rappers. All of them are in our <laughs> Hold on. No, wait, wait. Yeah. No, we're going to get to that. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. We're going to get to that. But, but, but wait, yeah. we got to admit that in California, mm-hmm. this is something that kind of stemmed from FBAs. We, we cannot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, okay. I, got, you know, I, got, I, got I know some of the OGs. Again, okay. it started, it was something that was supposed to be somewhat progressive. They were trying to stop white supremacist groups. Some of the gangs were forming out here. And then when a lot of the, the psychotropic drugs were introduced, that kind of changed the game. we got to understand in the 70s, a lot of the OG gang members, a lot of them were whacked out on Angel Dust and PCP and Sherm Sticks and all of that. So the drugs had a lot to do with that, too. You know? And if we're going to talk about whether it's drill rap or even gangs in New York, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm giving that to the FBAs as well. Like, look what, look what, look what, look what happened yeah, in Chicago. Drill, drill rappers, are, and most of them are not even FBA. Most of them drill rappers are Caribbean, well, well, dude. Well, I see some of the Spanish kids. They're, they're going crazy now. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. see a lot of them. I'm like, hey, he got a little bit too many curls yeah. doing all this drilling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but, and but, even a lot of dudes in Chicago, a lot of them come from immigrant backgrounds. No, they know? don't. They do. hey, but look at hell. Look at what happened with Jesse Smollett. Those Nigerian dudes up there wait, trying wait. to pull a twist. You know, there's Jussie, a lot of hold on, Jussie Smollett was straight FBA. Look at the fraud he tried no, to do. No, no, no. He's, don't he's, tell he's, me he's, he's, he's kind of half FBA. I think he's no, his, his dad is white. He's full. He pro- his he's dad no. is white. His dad is no, white. No, he's not. Is he? Yeah, his dad is white. Yeah, they got a white dad. Caucasian. Yeah, yeah. Jussie's dad Jussie is white. Jussie Smollett. Yeah, yeah. They're, him and his sister. You know, his sister, what's her name? She was in that Lovecraft show. Yeah, their dad is First white. First of all, and, and matter of fact, I would spin that on you. Mm-hmm. I think he took advantage of those black brothers. Those, the, 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 those guys who... 
I think they were struggling to get their papers or something like that. He right. got them on well, some type of scam, got them fucked up. Well, shit, did they have to help them with a scam? Because a lot of the niggas <laughs> come over here looking for a scam. To throw no, like, come on, man. A lot of these cats be trying to get their little I'm scam. I'm gonna be honest. All right, hold on. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm still sticking on the point. I think, I think immigrant people come over here and sometimes work the hardest. I mean, shoot. not really, not really, because we've already you haven't done anything that we okay. haven't done. What are you doing that? Boosie that just said. Done? Boosie just said. Even though he the same Mexican, black people, yeah, he yeah. said he wanted some Mexicans to build some shit at this. Yeah, but he, just cheap labor. Hard, but, yeah. hard workers. Look at Mexico. I guarantee if you, Look I guarantee Mexico, if you're repairing your roof, you you get some Mexicans. No, you don't. Not, you, you're no, not going to get some. No, no, you want to get a roof? shed done. No, hell no. No, Roof. No. What? Bro, they do in a day. It is do, but the, the work is going to be shoddy. They're not going to do no quality. They'll throw something up real quick and cheap if you want to get a shed done or a doghouse or whatever. But no, no real work on your house. No, you ain't going to do that. You know, Boosie just be talking to be talking. <laughs> you know, and I like Boosie. Shout out to Boosie. Shout out to no, 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 no. Let me tell you, man. FBA dudes were the ones really building a lot of these houses. We were building a lot of the plantations. We yeah, were yeah. Not only the builders, but the architects of a lot of that stuff. We had black brothers like Horace King who built many of the bridges and the the state houses around the country. Who was an enslaved foundation of Black Americans. So we were building things, man. We've always done stuff like that. What, what um um you know uh, encouraged you to you know first create you know, hidden colors. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. um, I, I think that's just something that have been really a staple for people who have kind of like awakened to certain things. Like when I talk to people who are really entrenched in, you know, the plight of black people, mm -hmm. like they, they quote that a lot. Yeah. And it's almost kind of like a, a very important piece of work and not only the original, but of course is, is derivatives in, um, in kind of educating people. Why did you do it? Um, at the time, you know, I was doing relationship books. I had relationship yeah, books yeah, yeah. out, and I was doing very well with that. They were trying to give me several television shows. I'd done a lot of stuff with um, MTV, VH1, NBC, so I was really on that wave. But I saw that our image in the media just wasn't good. At the time, we started doing Hidden Colors around 2010, but around that time, around 2008, 2009, 2010, there were so many movies coming out that were so negative of our image, like The Help. Well, let me turn the air. Why is getting hot up in this Go ahead, thing. go ahead, go ahead. It's like, come on, Spotify, yeah. work with me. If you want water or anything, I'll tell them to go grab it. Oh, yeah, but yeah, wait, 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 keep going, please. Yeah, so there were movies like The Blind Side that I didn't really like that narrative, The Help, Precious. These are the kind of movies that were showing us. They were horrible movies, horrible representations. And people kept saying, well, we need to get them to do a movie about our real history. I'm like, well, shit, we might as well do it because Hollywood ain't going to do it. So I got the money together. Um, we did Hidden Colors. I got a First, it was going to be just me talking about history. I said, oh, let, me, let me do better than that. Let me get a lot of scholars that I like. So I started calling Dr. Welsing, Shahrazad Ali, Brother Kaba, Phil Valentine. Uh, we did the movie. We didn't know how it was, was going to be received because nobody had ever done a movie like that before where we're just doing a whole bunch of stuff about black history that's never talked about. Man, we put the movie out, and it became a huge hit, man, internationally. And yeah. um, it just took off from there. Wow. And and I, you, you guys have done about five. Four, we did, four, we did five. five. Five Hidden Jeez. Colors. Then we did a movie about Haiti, 1804, The Hidden History of Haiti. That was a huge movie. Then um, what's my last movie? My last movie was Butt Breaking. And that was a big one, talking about the racism of the white LGBT community and the agenda they have against sexual exploitation of black people. That was a, that was a heavy one, you know. They wait, wait, explain that a little bit. Yeah, man, buck breaking. That's a, uh, in the Caribbean. Speaking of Jamaica, what they would do out there in Jamaica, they would send slaves to Jamaica to be seasoned, and what they would do, 
they would sodomize a lot of Jamaica people, slaves in Jamaica, in order to kind of break their spirit. Um, there's a guy named Tom Thistlewood, Thomas Thistlewood, who wrote a diary. He was a, a Jamaican slave owner. He talked about some of the vile things that they would do as far as sodomizing slaves and defecating in the mouths of slaves. Real vile stuff. That's why in Jamaica they hate homosexuality in Jamaica. That's why. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why that legacy. But they would break slaves by doing this. So it was called buck breaking. You look at the movie um, Pulp Fiction. Remember there was a scene where they got Ving Rhames yeah, down yeah, yeah. in the basement and these white men raped him. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? They had a Confederate flag. So that was kind of yeah. a, a... I always paying, thought it was unnecessary. Was yeah, like, but yeah. there was a reason why. That was paying homage to the buck-breaking process, getting the biggest, blackest, strongest buck, and then sexually sodomizing him. That's kind of been a thing in white supremacist culture. Really? Yeah, they would do that on plantations. Um, even with the lynching thing, there was a homoeroticism with that, where they were sitting up there watching the naked black man fighting over who's going to get to castrate him and take his genitals. You know? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. So we broke that down, man. Why, why, why is the information, why is accessing that information about history, I feel like it, it takes someone like you to really, you know, dig up these, um, these just historical artifacts about what we really went through or what, you know, slaves really went through. Why, yeah. why isn't this, like, publicly, like, you know, because a lot of black folks who are in Hollywood, who have access to resources, they usually get their resources from white people in Hollywood, and they, white people are not going to fund that. We fund these things from the grassroots. What That's do you think what, about like Django? You know, I actually like Django, just the cinematic version. And it, it was a it was a fiction movie, but it was kind of cartoonish, and I liked it for the cartoonish ways, and I liked the, the, the Samuel Jackson character. I liked the dynamic. I liked it. I actually liked the movie. Hmm. But it was a fiction movie. Uh, I'm doing a movie now about the black Maroons. They were black people who lived in swamps all around the U.S., and they were fighting the white supremacists and freeing themselves from slavery. That's like the real Django shit. They were really killing white supremacists. The black Maroons. The Maroons, yes. They were called Maroons. They, they were Maroons in, in Jamaica, yes, too. They like, got Maroon Town. Yeah, the, Nanny yeah. of the Maroons. Yeah. Nanny and the Maroons. But the Maroons were all over. There were Maroons in South America, the Caribbean. There were Maroons over here. The most famous Maroons were the black Seminoles. Um, and explain this to me, right? Um... So w when we learn history in Jamaica mm -hmm. in, in in school, it's 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 definitely heavy with. We're gonna teach you about all the slave revolts, mm -hmm. the people you see on the money. That's what I've always thought about. Like sometimes it's like the mentality as well. Like like to this day in the United States, you're seeing the fucking people who pretty much help oppress you on your money. Right. While in right. Jamaica, like um, th th through the education, they're kind of teaching you about. How you know um, how you fought this th this really horrible thing, which was slavery and oppression? Mm -hmm. Do you think that like you know the trickle down effect of you know the mentality from how kids are taught affects them later in how they view not only themselves but just views the dichotomy between um, you know um, black people and white people? Well, if you look at the Caribbean now, like, I'm gonna be honest. If 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 I, if I was taught all that, and there was Matt, and, and there was white people that went to my school, I would probably really dislike them. Mm -hmm. If I would be like, so, so this is teaching me that your ancestor did this to us, mm -hmm. I, but you know we're majority, um, black there, right? Right, right, right. But here, you know, still African Americans are the aren't the majority, and also I feel like there's just constant symbols of, you know, oppression of, of what was done to you. Um, um, just which is good to let us, good. yeah, it's good so we don't go to sleep. 
You understand? We need to understand that. We need to understand that there's an oppressive force out there that we need to constantly combat until we eradicate it. But I, I think I think there's also a a, a, cons- a conservative campaign to say let's not educate them about because let's not rile them up. Right. Because that's what that whole critical race theory yeah, stuff yeah, is about. Yeah. Let's not talk about what we did to these people. Yeah, yeah. Or that let's shows, not even acknowledge the, them. Right. That shows how bad it is if you have to have a law to not talk about what you did. Yeah. Um. And, and and this touches on very tricky waters because you mm-hmm. know when when it comes to talk about the Jews, mm-hmm. the Holocaust, it's they they really they go hard for that. Right, right, of course. You know, not not playing around, um, but they have protected. Um, when it comes to at least the Holocaust, they, they've they've pretty much made all the conversation around it really monitored and protected. That their history is never forgotten. Right. That their people are never not celebrated. And that it would be, I would say, impossible for history to ever even approach the 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 direction that that could ever happen. Right. Which means if you, you know, criticize um, Jews to pretty much any extent. You could be someone who they right. say cancel, or they could get to get rid of you. You right. know what I mean? And they look anti Semitic, <clears throat> right? And they look out for their history, and they 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 definitely hold each other right. Down. They hold each other down. Do you which think that's being on code for them? That is one hundred percent on code. Mm. They're not depending on somebody else to give them resources to talk about and preserve their history, which is what we should be doing. So we don't have to worry about them talking about critical race theory. That's why we fund our movies independently. So we're not going to wait on a school or some school board to allocate a budget to us so that we can teach our children who they are and what they need to do to empower themselves. But, but we do that on our own. But be on code though, and I think that this is where like when it comes to Jews is like for example, if if you say something that's anti-Semitic, they're going to be on code all the way to the guy who runs all the movie studios who's Jewish. He's not fucking with you. Right. Right. Right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure you could say you'll be if if you're a white person, right, and you say something anti-black, you could get somebody up at the top to be like, "No, I know this guy for forever. He's good. Right? right he ain't right, mean right. it. Right? 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 Because see, yeah, take we, Justin Bieber or something like that. Oh yeah, right? yeah You know what I mean? Like yeah. again, if that was if that was an anti-Semitic, you know, um, song you were singing, I don't think no one's standing with him. Yeah, he would have been out of here. Oh yeah. How do we? How do you then get the people up at the top? Like because you know we, we celebrate. Oh, there's Diddy who's worth billions. There's you know Dr. Dre. There's these other people. There's so many people who Jay Z who is worth. But 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 then we also see Jay Z when when we're saying that there's a anti-black um, effort that the NFL is putting forth with certain things. We see Jay Z then come in and say. Yeah, stop all that kneeling. We moving forward, right? And we were very critical of Jay Z doing that too. I was one of the people, and I love Jay Z. I, but I think very... pe- I think people get split on that. I think yeah, people yeah. are like, "Well, no, no, we love Jay Z though." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Jay Z, but I, they 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 were kind of making him the Negro whisperer to a certain degree. Like, hey, let's get over it. Let's move on. No, no, no. We don't want to move on because they we need to produce justice. What they did to Colin was real raggedy, and Colin, that's my guy. And they didn't make right on that. They're trying to make right on it now, which is good. But yeah, that was kind of raggedy with what they were doing with, with Colin and trying to get black people to say, hey, look over here, look over, we're going to do some black stuff, so don't worry about what we're doing to this football player by blacklisting him. No, that's not going to make it right. Jay-Z, that doesn't make that right. Yeah. Um, The term, which which I always like laugh at it, just because it sounds hilarious, yeah. bedwench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Explain that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> by the way, you, you know, one of the great reasons why I, I think, you know, I think you do a really good job at everything you do. Yeah, yeah. But 
these are serious topics. Yeah. And, and, and these are things that have serious ramifications. But when you do deliver it, you deliver it with, you know, I've always said, like, you know, Charlamagne told me one time, he's like, act, let me tell you this. You have to learn to put the medicine in the candy. Like, nobody wants to hear a fucking speech that's just boring like you're reading off the paper. Yeah. So you almost kind of have to make it entertaining in a sense. Oh, yeah. When I listen to you, you're fucking entertaining. Yeah, yeah, like, you're definitely yeah. entertaining. Yeah. And then I leave away from the conversation saying, that's why even with the FBA thing, I'm like, well, maybe he has a point. You know, but I'm like, no, I think he goes a little too far. We should <laughs> now, talk. Now, how do you think I go far? Now, in what areas do you think I go no, far? No, 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 no. no. Only with, with the FBA thing where I, I feel like I feel like you have just kicked us off the boat. <laughs> it's like the Titanic rafts is going on, and it's supposed to be the raft that saves all black people, and you over here checking birth certificates in 23 and, yeah, and me look, shit. Y'all kick yourselves <laughs> off the boat because no. the minute y'all do something constructive, y'all ain't black no more. You just no, make no, no, it American. Oh, man. Look, y'all do something, man, if y'all win, a race or get a PhD. Shout out to Jamaica, Jamaican flag. All I all know, so, am I wrong for 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 being happy that Shelly and Fraser is dusting okay. Shakari okay, Richardson? Okay. Keep that same energy when there's a Jamaican crackhead that didn't stab somebody in New York, and he ain't one of us. So take him with you. Yeah, take him over there with you. That's what it would take. That nigga with you. <laughs> take no. some Bammy bread over there to his ass too. No, but but, but seriously though, no, 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 like. I feel like you you kicking us out the movement. No, I mean no, no. Because we get affected too. If we get if if you get pulled over, I get pulled over. Same thing. No, no, thing. no, no, no. But we we're we get treated the same. But we look at white supremacy a little bit different. A lot of y'all come over here and you wow. look at well shit little white supremacy they might abuse me but hell I'm not back home over there starving. I'm over here so I'm coming we're up. We're more solution based. Yeah. We're like listen, we could sit here and argue and march and protest, yeah. or we're gonna say listen, you're here. Fucking deal with it. Let's let, let again. We're not saying don't change it. That's not solution based. That's just going along and saying, okay, hey, you can abuse me, and um, I'm cool with it. I'll play the role, and I won't say nothing. Just don't treat me like you treat them niggas over there. Well, well we're not just gonna be limbo. I feel like sometimes we're, you know, like a lot of people who are. A lot of times, I feel like even when for some of the Black Lives Matter stuff, I see some niggas. All they do is fucking march and protest mm -hmm. and i'm like i feel like you're, you're just doing that signaling to the white people to help you it's not you don't want to help right, yourself right, right. so, so something like think about so really if you're hoping that the people oppressing you is about to look, turn back around and say man this guy been marching for goddamn 10 years let's finally give him his rights while I, I think there's some people who just come over here and be like, yo, you give us the rules, we'll fucking figure out a way around and look, it. And there's we'll some break. good, there's some good out of marching. There's some good. Some of the people, again, sometimes they have controlled opposition out there. But there's some good to marching because what, what happens is when people are out there marching, that brings a lot of cameras out there. But when they're marching, a lot of us on the grassroots, we're contacting some of these police chiefs and these prosecutors, letting them know behind the scenes, hey, you better do something about this person or we're going to make sure your name is attached to this racialized situation. Okay. So so a lot of us are doing stuff behind closed doors, and they don't want no bad publicity. Let's be very clear. I've gotten a lot of people out of jail because a lot of these police chiefs, they don't want really? the bad. Yes, a lot of folks. Yes. And the police chiefs, they don't want no bad publicity. They don't want that. that you're a man of action, though. Yeah, absolutely. You see, you're a man of action. Yes. And, and um, I, I don't think that's everyone. I think there are people who, I think there are divisive people who operate under the veil of oh we're here for black progress mm. but they th th their business is in, in is in dissension to mm. say hey as long as this is going on we're making money but we're not really ne we're saying that we hope for change but we really like our business is based on if there is no change and and what's interesting unfortunately 
when we start talking about reparations and stuff like that, they will go find, the white supremacists will go find a non-FBA person to sit down on a reparations task force and talk about what we shouldn't get. When we start talking about reparations, all of a sudden they say, okay, we're going to form a committee. And then the committee has a bunch of Caribbeans and Africans talking about, well, we don't really need reparations. You know, these white folks ain't no bad. They ain't bad. Like, whoa, whoa, who are you? So we have people who come in who are not of our lineage who try to undermine us. That's why we're doing the delineating right now. What's next up after reparations? Um, Really building up our economy and really helping a lot of black people who have been economically deprived, we, especially out here in L.A. We got so many homeless black people out here and all over the country. So reparations, that's going to be a start to repair the damage that has been done. That's going to help a lot, just us getting the resources we need. Mm, okay. Um, still, I think the question is still going to linger. How do you escape the white supremacy? Like, Or do you build under it? Well, we have to replace. We have to replace the system of white supremacy with justice. We got to replace that whole system. All right, that's that's very important. How do you replace it? Um, Well, number one, you start calling it out when you see it, because that's half the battle. Because a lot of times, we have white supremacy dominating us, and we don't want to acknowledge it. We got this ego thing. Well, I'm not oppressed. I'm not dominated. I can do what I want to do, and then they come and kick the wheels from under you. So we have to acknowledge what the problem is and not just be satisfied with a little oppression. You know well, what I'm saying? Well, wouldn't the, the, the greatest or the, well, not greatest, but like the, the, the better hidden um, white supremacist um, or, or white supremacist, like they would be, you, you wouldn't be able to identify them. Right. Like if, say if, if I'm a white supremacist, mm-hmm. I'm going to support Black Lives Matter as long as I can yeah. control it. Of course. That's so, so how do you how do you uproot them? Because because they're you, you, you know and people and I think you even said about Trump is like at least you know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So how do you uproot a, a group of people that that they might even act like they're in support, but really they're just trying to say, hey, go after them motherfuckers over here. You know, I'm on your team. Mm-hmm. How, how do you how do you? Well, the white supremacists they're very good at playing both sides of the field. All right, they're very good at playing both sides. They'll, for example, you have a lot of white folks who go to these protests and they'll be out there, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, oh yes, George Floyd, and they'll be the first people on a jury acquitting a cop for killing a black person. You think so? Oh, I know so. They do that all the time. I know this one, this one white girl. Mm-hmm. I remember her telling me how she was bawling the day, um, I, I forgot who got acquitted for killing some black person. she And and the only thing I know knew of her is like, she does love fucking black dudes. But, but, I, but did, I'm did, like... Did you smash that? Did you smash? I did. There I did. you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come, on, come, on, come on, brother. Come on, bro. I knew there was a baby coon in there somewhere. No! <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I knew it was a baby coon. No! No, no, no. I'm going to put the coon there. No, 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 no. Hold on. You know, you never know where you're going to find love. Wait, wait, wait. Or it might have been a coon spirit. Wait, you don't... <laughs> you, you deal with women, white women, at times. Right, 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 right. I've dealt with, with all races. There you go. There you go. Have you? Yeah, I have. I have. I've been one. Yeah, yeah. I was an international player. You know, I preferred the sisters, but you know. Okay, so yeah. uh, wait, hold on. What do you prefer? Um, what I prefer? No, I'm gonna keep it a buck. I'm gonna keep it a hundred with you. Yeah. I, 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 I don't even think I've. I'll, I'll say the last four just by race, yeah. right? That I've dated, right? Um, when I just kind of um. Got a little popular back in like 2012. I did for four years. Yeah. She was half black and half white. Okay. Okay. Um, after that, I dated a Hispanic mm-hmm. girl. 
um, for about three, four years. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and before those two, I dated just straight. She was a straight black. Okay. Right. So black. Was she from Car- the Caribbean? No, no, no. Oh, she's no from here? She, FBA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, 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 she wasn't with she wasn't with none of that Caribbean shit, man. Oh, oh, yeah. So oh. she was. Uh, um, so black, ha- uh, um, mixed, black yeah. mixed, um, Hispanic, and now um, mixed again. Okay, you got a mixed one now. Yeah. Black and white. Yeah. Okay. Is that cool then, right? Yeah, that's cool. My wife is mixed. She's black. Okay, yeah. all right. So, um, so good. wait, you, you attack. What's what's homie's name? Tommy. Oh. You call him cool a lot. Yeah. Why? I I think he says one of the things he preaches. You know, you know. I think we all have our ways. Yeah. Where you, you might disagree. You might see a clip of him like, man, I don't agree with what the fuck I do right there. Yeah, yeah. And and probably like vice versa. And also even with Tommy, mm-hmm. Tommy does his thing. But I definitely think what he says about um. Preaching about a fatherless America, I think that's important. I think yeah, that's yeah, important. yeah, 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 yeah. Why do you guys get into it? Um, that that was that's a beef for like a decade ago. That was, you know, and, and that was more of a comedy type. Well, I kind of pulled up. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I did pull up. I won't. Yeah, but I, I kind of. Why did you pull it, out a, a fucking sock puppet? puppet? Yeah, that, that's kind of. You know, I like to roast people with puppets because you can't come back from getting roast from a, with a puppet. You can't come back from that because you're trying to. Rebut you puppet. ambushed him at Vlad, didn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I had to pull up. I, I pulled up. I, no, I why? Up. Why? Yeah, because he, you know, he, then he, you know, was kind of making threats about what he was going to do to me and all that. And I'm like, well, you got to come see me if you're going to do all that. And I gave him the opportunity to do it, and he didn't do it, and you know, we kept it pushing. The, the, have you guys resolved it, or is just no, at, no, 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 just I, a pattern? Know, but, but I don't have a problem. I mean, you, mm. know, you know, he is what he's an internet guy. He, you know, says stuff on the internet, and you know, more power to him. What, what did you ever think of um, Kevin Samuels? I like Kevin Samuels. Really? I like Kevin Samuels. Yes, I did. So you don't believe that he was kind of like down in sisters? No, 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 no. I think Kevin was, you know, doing a lot of tough love stuff. And he said some real stuff. And a lot of women respected it because a lot of women would tune in. Yeah, I rock with Kevin. I respected what that brother was doing. And that was a very tragic loss for that brother. Um, What do you think about, say, like T.I.? You know, I I, I think T.I. has kind of dabbled in, um, you know, I don't want to say T.I. is a woke brother, but I, I think T.I. cares about the community. I think he does, too. I like T.I., man. I got a lot of love and respect for T.I. He seems like a real genuine dude, real thorough guy. And um, I think he does have a lot of passion for the community. And um, he does a lot of things for the community. He does a lot of things for Atlanta. So, yeah, he's a thorough FBA brother. Who, or you don't have to necessarily name a person, but um, since, you know, we all are in a position of, you know, having a spotlight on us where we have influence, um, and you talk about remaining on code, what are things that you believe an individual with some notoriety or a platform, whatever, would be doing that you would believe that isn't on code? Well, doing things that you know is going to undermine black society for your own personal gain. That's the main thing that you would do that's not on code. And unfortunately, you have a lot of people in Hollywood who do stuff like that. And I get it to a certain degree because in Hollywood, if they paying you, you got to go along with the program. You got to say whatever um, they want you to say. A black actor wearing a dress. Do you think that's... That's that's very much off code. Very Mm. much off code because that's a ritualistic thing at this point. It's gotten so bad now. if, If you have a black television show it's required that it's really an LGBT program at this point. They've gone beyond dresses, yeah. and it's just a complete LGBT program. All the love and hip-hop type of shows, these are LGBT shows. Yeah, right I'm, I'm watching, they got like some thing called like Zeus, and I'm watching yeah. this thing, and it's like, it's it's just, you know, dudes. it's... It, it, LGBT it, it, dudes fight. Do, do, do you feel like there's a propaganda? Like, Yeah. Yeah, man, look, 
the white numbers are dwindling right now. So what they have to promote to black people, because they got to keep our numbers down. That's what the abortion clinics were about yeah. anyway. They were formed by Margaret Sanger and the Eugenics Society to keep our numbers down. Kanye said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 100% true. It was designed specifically to keep our numbers down. And non-procreative sex is always promoted to us. You notice that? They're always telling us, why don't you guys be trans? Why don't you guys be lesbian? Why don't you guys be LGBT? Long as you don't procreate, long as you don't create more black babies, and they mm. promote that heavily to us, they're not doing it because they like us. We need a whole bunch of other stuff. We need money for schools. We need money for housing. We need medical care. They don't give us none of that, but they'll pour millions of dollars into telling us to wear dresses and lay it with other same-sex people. Do, do you then fall under the, I would guess, rule that I feel like is now like kind of being put on to everyone where like, hey, you got to call Caitlyn Jenner, you know, particular pronoun or, you know, D-Wade's son or other yeah, yeah. I, 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 like I'm, I'm so confused. You know. Yeah, I, you look. Yeah, I, I really don't try to play the alphabet game with folks. You know, I, <laughs> you know, because I, I can't walk on eggshells with people and, and play pretend. If I see a dude, that's the dude. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna call a dude looking like Ving Rhames in a wig, ma'am. You know, you know, I, I gotta call it for what it is and what's interesting. <laughs> you know how they're getting on our brother Dave Chappelle about that stuff. Yeah, what do you think about shout that? Shout out to Dave. Dave is that's on code. But, but by the way, so so what do you think about corporations? Because I think one of the reasons why, like, everyone's, you know, especially after the Me Too stuff, and also like with people getting canceled for saying certain stuff, people are, it's not it's not like the, their views are changing much, but they're right. like, you know what, I'm gonna shut the fuck up because I don't want to lose the job. Right. Like, I'm gonna lose the back. And that's why, I like, Dave, Dave is independent. Dave can go sell out a venue. Two and three nights over. I was surprised uh, Netflix still with him a little hey, bit. Hey, Netflix like money. You know what I'm saying? All that money, they can't turn all that money down. Dave is big money, and he don't need them. They need Dave more than they need him. What um what Candace says, and I wonder if you agree, she said, hey, listen, it's because the trans communities is a little bit um, separated from the LGBT community or, or the LGB community, yeah. where... They ain't going to go over the war for just the trans issues. So we're realizing there's some small victories in terms of people who might have comments about the trans community. But if it was about lesbian and gays, it's a dub. It's over. And let me tell you something about that whole trans thing. You keep seeing the word trans, trans, trans being put out there. Yeah. Because they're trying to get into something in the near future called transhumanism. We talked about that in the what? breaking music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get the word trans out there and normalize the word trans, transgender then transracial, transsexual. They just keep saying the word trans. We keep seeing it and hearing it all over the place. A lot of these people, Epstein, a lot of these other billionaires, they were into something called transhumanism, meaning they want to start meshing machines with the human body so that machines... No yeah, 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 yeah. Look this up. This is another extension of the eugenics movement. I, f I feel like Elon must be on that shit a little bit. Yeah, he does. Like, he's trying to put some shit in niggas' heads. Yeah. Like, you know, you got like some shit you want to put in your brain. Like, what's going on? transhumanism. That's transhumanism. Why do you think the billionaires kind of, like, I, I feel like, you know, I always hate when people think there's, like, secret societies in the center. Oh, yeah. However, like, I do feel like the billionaires, I, I feel like Elon Musk, he knows how to galvanize people. But but he, but he does a great job of acting like he's for, for the regular person. Like, you know, I'm trying to get y'all rich like me. Come on. Man, when you get a lot of money, when you get into the billions of dollars, man, it becomes a power play to be able to control the masses. 
Think about that. I think man. that's why the Twitter move for him would have been interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just think about it, man. You got billions of dollars, man. Why not? I can control a billion people. I can put stuff in people's brains. I can make people take a shot. You understand? I can make people buy my new medicine that I came up with so I can make another trillion dollars. You can just manipulate whole societies and countries sitting at home like some evil doctor type of type, type of thing. That's real, man. A lot of folks get a lot of money and power and get very corrupted. And it's an ego thing to control the, the masses of society simply because they can do it. You understand? Well, do you think about what about like the, the black people who are becoming billionaires? Because I ain't going to lie. Ever since I've seen... Ever since they started throwing around that word billionaire with, with like Jay Z, yeah. Jay Z been hanging out with Jack Dorsey and them dudes. Like it's it's been a little bit different with his circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black billionaires a little bit different because you know you still they keep you on a short leash. You understand? You can't go too out the window with your billions. They keep you real close because they don't want you making no real power moves and powering too many other black people. They can take your money away. Just look at Oprah. Oprah has a so-called billion dollars, but they got Oprah's ass on a leash. Oprah can't go all the way out there like that. What about Tyler Perry? And I love that brother, but Tyler, you know they can. Uh, he has an opportunity with like everything he's doing in Atlanta with, with film. Like yes. shit, he he could he could make uh, uh he could fragment the industry to some degree, yeah. you know, because obviously it's really bill it, fuck billions, hundreds of billions if not trillions, and, and he's working with just a few. But but he has an opportunity. How do you think, um, you know, him being a brother mm-hmm. might you know uh, um, disrupt the 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 sequence of white supremacy then? Well, Tyler has helped out a lot of black folks. I give him that. I know when they were doing the Coming to America movie, they he let them shoot it down there, and a lot of um, big productions, he let them shoot a lot of big black productions down there. So we'll see how Tyler Perry gonna, is going to do with that. I like what he's been doing so far. Um, but again, with Tyler, they don't have a problem with Tyler doing his thing because who's Tyler's lead character? A black man in a dress. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So that's non-threatening. You see what I'm saying? Oh. It's very non-threatening. So yeah, they'll they'll let him cook for a minute. And that's not even to yeah. brother. Oh man, well, are you cool with uh, uh, Doctor Umar? Like he's he goes viral all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, know. Much, I mean, we we haven't talked, and you know, we still do our little jabs here and there. But I, I want I want that brother to do good. I want he's his building school. a school, right? Yeah, yeah, he has a school out there, and I want I donated to his school a long really? time ago. Yeah, yeah, I want his school to thrive. You know, he goes and you know. He kind of beasts with people and goes through things, and I had to put a puppet on him and make a. <laughs> no way, really? Yeah, yeah, I had a, a puppet on him too. So. I'm not gonna lie, you're very like I can see why a motherfucker might, might start threatening you because yeah. I watch one of them. I'm like, this guy is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I got love for that brother, man. I want to see him thrive, and I want him to be all right. Have you ever thought about politics? I have, but they, if I got into politics, these people would shoot me the day I got elected. <laughs> really? I'm a, you know, I'm banned from the UK. I can't even go to the UK. Why? They, yeah, they banned me. I, I did a movie, Hidden Colors you, 5. You got felonies or something? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. No, it's not because of no crime. They just told me that my presence was not conducive to the good of society over there. That's the official answer. By the way, ain't that a thing where, like, other, I think other countries they protect their way of life. Like, you they know, do, yeah. like, especially like when you think about even places like North Korea, they'd be like, they'll tell, like, hey, all that bullshit y'all got going on, like, shit, they told some, like, app, like, hey, if, if y'all gonna be on that, y- y'all can't be in our country where our people can see. Yeah, Fuck that. Yeah, it ain't just censoring. They're like, you you just can't come here. Because I got a big audience over there in the yeah. UK. And when I wow. go over there, I do lectures, and it's like packed. They were like, oh, no, nigga. No, you over here talking about white supremacy. Just stay your ass over there. Well, yeah, you probably said about something about the queen. 
No, I didn't even talk about the queen. I just, when I go over there, the media gives me a lot of access over there. The media is pretty liberal, whereas the political structure is pretty conservative, just like here. We have a conservative, somewhat conservative political structure, but the media is somewhat liberal. So when I go over there, they put me on TV and I'm, they let me go in. I talk about white supremacy and go all the way in. I'm on the BBC, Russia Today, and all of those uh, media outlets. And they were like, no, no, no. I've seen you uh, on, like, you know, um, like going down some of the rabbit hole of some of the videos um, you've done that are, like, pretty legendary. You, they, they used to invite you on, like, um, CNN and Fox News yeah, at yeah, times, yeah. right? I still go on every now and then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, um, how's that? Like, how, 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 how's that reception? That, that's funny because when I go in on them too much, they'll just cut me off. If I, if I, <laughs> dude, they literally cut my mic off. Really? I'm ta- yeah, if I'm going in on them, I'm talking, and right in the middle of me talking, there's a commercial on them. Like, what the fuck is that? So, then in my earphone, they're like, okay, Tariq, you have a good day. The, the door's to the left. Damn. They literally kick me out of there. They do it all the time. That's why I'm like, all right. Wait, so you're, no, but, 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 but that's censorship in a sense, like yeah, yeah, but Fox News, those places, man. No, but, but whether you can't go, to, whether you can't go to the UK, right? Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure they probably do some weird stuff on YouTube, like hey, you know, let's let's kind of limit the reach or whatever. You know, they're gonna do play these games, yeah. but but um, even those platforms, why do you think they're that scared of what you're saying? Do they feel like you are an extremist? Well, when we talk about what's really the problem, which is systematic white supremacy, let me tell you something. They don't ban you for lying, all right? Because a lie, (laughs) they can disprove a lie easily. Yeah, yeah. They only ban you or censor you when you're telling the truth. You understand? Mm. So when you're telling the truth and it's becoming somewhat detrimental to the, the, the evil status quo, they'll shut that down. They got the power to shut it down. So some, that's why you have to learn how to code your language a little bit. That's crazy that they just cut your mic. Yeah, I've seen oh. one of them where, 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 where I think you were, you were like spitting in and, and all of a sudden it was just like, Tariq, Tariq, and then it switched yeah, the camera. Yeah, yeah, they, they do that all the time with me, man. On Fox, <laughs> they're very good at doing that. It literally kicked me out. So Jeez. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm cool over here. That's, so that's why I like to do my own movie so I can say what I need to say and put it on out there. Do other black outlets, like, you know, um, they invite you, though, because because I could imagine if, for example, like, say, iHeart or, like, MS Communication, it's owned by white people. These white people, you know. You know what I mean? So What what black outlets are there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Think about that. No, 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 but but what I mean, like, say, whether it's, like, the Breakfast Club or, say, like, you know, the Hot Night Seven they might be like, well, if we put them on, we're going to get in trouble with the bosses. Well, they, they've had me on there. I, I've been on um, um, The Breakfast Club a few times, and I'm cool with Ebro. I've been on Hot 97 a few times. So mm-hmm. I still do those every now and then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but there are no really black outlets. Like, what, BET? That's not a black outlet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, ain't no black outlets. What we're doing, we're the black outlets, us on the grassroots. Yeah. That's the black media right now. Who, um, Other than you, if, if people, like, you know, say um, – and whether it's FBAs or not FBAs, mm-hmm. if they wanted to, you know, kind of hear more of what people, people like you, are kind of saying, like who else is kind of like preaching the same message, or, or are you kind of just unique in that type of sense? You have me. You have other people on YouTube. You got a brother called the Black Authority. He's real thorough. You have mm-hmm. a brother called Professor Black Truth, who's very good. There's a sister named Vicky Dillard that's real good. So w- there's some of us out there on YouTube in, the, in that atmosphere that's really giving a lot of good information like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I definitely suggest that people um, check you out. Mm-hmm. I, 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 think, I think you give compelling arguments um, that even if, if, if they don't agree on surface, like, 
it could challenge their thought. Right. Like, 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 like to me, why it's important for me to have you here is that we could have the conversation. Of and, and and shit, even if someone takes sits through this whole thing and says, "Man, you sounded like a fucking idiot," mm-hmm. at least. I, we've tried to challenge your mind. Right and, right, right. and you can walk away from this saying, I feel a little bit more enlightened. I mm-hmm. think that's the point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I try to do with even Candace, too. You know, even though I think she's kind of more opposite of what you do. Of course. Right? Of course. And, and I think the perfect synergies got to sit down with people like her. Yeah. Got to do it. Because she is a, a, a influence. Like, I got a lot of comments of people saying, man, this is a real black woman who's really speaking the truth. That's what oh, these are white people. people. No, nah, I saw. I'm telling you. Or, or, or some. Non FBA people. <laughs> <laughs> Tariq, what you got coming up, man? Uh, man. I, you say you're working another movie, but w- yes. what what should we look out for you? Tell us the platforms that everybody can find you. Yes. Um, again, still important voice that I think people should you know cherish and and understand even all your messages and be able to think about some of the stuff you're saying. You know? Yeah, I got a new movie coming out called American Maroon. Mm-hmm. That's going to be out in a few months. Um, a new documentary series. Also, my book, Foundational Black American Race Baiter, that's available right now on Amazon. Mm. Very good book to understand racism. People can follow me on... Um, I'm going to read that book. Read, I should have brought a copy. I don't know why I didn't bring a copy. I hope you ain't slamming us Jamaicans too crazy. No, 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 no. Don't pick on the Jamaicans, man. Pick on the... I got love for... Pick on the Bayesians or something, man. No, no, man. I hang with some gangster Jamaicans. When I go to Jamaica, I got some gangster Jamaicans I hang with. Solid dudes. I got a lot of love for Jamaicans. But um, um, follow me on Twitter at Tariq Nasheed. Follow my YouTube channel at Tariq Radio on YouTube and Instagram Tariq Elite. And we uh, also officialfba.com to understand the foundation of Black American movement. Yeah, I definitely suggest um, you guys tune into you know what he's got going on, um, especially if you are Black, whether you are a um, FBA or a non-FBA. Yes, I, yeah. I think it's important to kind of see. What you're you're talking about that's not really represented in just mainstream media. Right. It's like right. these are things that I mean, you enlighten me. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know some of the stuff you were you're talking about the slaves and stuff. I had no idea. Yeah. You know, and I think history has been you know sanitized in a way to to kind of make people compliant. Like we ain't gonna tell you that much that that was going on with you guys because we ain't want you to be that man. And also, shit, you might not think reparations is a thing that's needed. Until you know the uh, level of you know torture, you know um, some of the real things that might be still affecting people. So, yes, indeed. So uh, the reparations movement is real, man. And what we need, we need non-FBA people to just co-sign what we're doing. Don't get in the mix and try to undermine it. Just co-sign what we're doing, and hopefully that momentum will help you get your reparations from Spain and Britain and France and the Caribbean, because that's what we want to see too. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, people, uh, it's, it's been uh, DJ Academics. Uh, I'm glad that Tariq pulled up here. I know T- T- Tariq couldn't wait after he was like, I know Candace, Candace Owens ain't talking that bullshit. Oh, yeah, Candace hey. threw a shot at me. I said, let me call this brother <laughs> and let's get this thing going. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, thank you guys for watching, man. Um, go follow my guy, and thank you for coming through, my brother. Man, it's my pleasure, brother. Appreciate it. No doubt.